Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Phoenix. Welcome back to another episode of Rise Game Podcast. Got a very special episode today. Last week, we had the boy Tyler Reliever on, so this week, you know I had to do it right. I had to have the co-host of the TBH Podcast, my boy Brian, a.k.a. B. Heard, uh, coming on today, and I'm really excited to talk with him. We're going to talk everything. You know, of course, he's going to tell his story, um, and everything from his story to you know the podcast to... Uh, gaming, he, you know, he streams, he does commentary, so I want to talk with everything about that as well. Um, man, just been really excited to get back to doing this podcast, man, and getting some content to you guys. We are, you know, shortly wrapping up season three, um, so I'm really looking forward to these last couple of episodes. And but, guys, you are listening to this on Sunday, which means my spring collection is officially available. It's been available for the past two days, but if you guys are listening to this now, go ahead. The pre-order is open from the uh, today until April 30th, so go support. Um, I have six different color t-shirts. Uh, this is the Lotus Flower Design, the Thank You, Have a Nice Day collection. Um, man, a lot went into this collection. I want to say shout out again to the homies Tanatino over at Ink Space. Um, the idea of the Lotus Flower is really just, you know, I personally went through a lot this year, man, and I know a lot of you guys did as well as I've been trying to just preach positivity and just spread that positivity throughout this podcast. Um, so the Lotus Flower, you know, symbolizes, you know, rising through your pain, uh, just like the Lotus Flower itself rises above, you know, the water. And so really wanted to symbolize that with the Lotus Flower and just let you guys know through the t-shirt that you know it's time man like uh we all go through difficult things in life but let's rise through the pain um let's overcome these obstacles and difficulties that we have and there are better days ahead and that's really all i really wanted to kind of uh you know showcase with this collection with that t-shirt but on top of that i really wanted to make it an everyday wear for everybody so i got the t-shirts um, but on top of that, this is a full collection, man. I have the shorts available in men's and women's sizing. These are black and black, uh, black on black, I should say, um, high-waisted for women. And then just normal, you know, elastic waist for men. Uh, shorts, really good quality from LA Apparel, eight and a half ounce. Um, on top of that, I did socks for everybody who rock, you know, likes to rock these uh, high socks in the summer and everything. On top of that, you know, closing things out, I wanted to have that reusable tote bag for everybody to, you know, uh, you know, have for school and to the grocery store trips, to record store trips, just anything that you can wear. So really looking forward to that and really looking forward to and just thank you guys for all the support and all the shares and everything. It really means everything every single time. I really do appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, just doing that, you guys can check out our vintage. I forgot to mention this last podcast. You guys can check our vintage out now over if you're local at the picker nose and our booth is 306 you can check our rack out there we are putting vintage out there um every single week so new inventory so thank you guys to whoever has stopped by you know so far and everything but um other than that i just want to update that you know to you guys real quick um like i said we're wrapping up season three so i'm gonna stop talking here really excited to get into this episode this is the homie be heard let's go all right, you guys, back with another episode. We got a very special guest. Got the homie Brian, aka B Heard, aka what? What other nickname? I mean, like it's the same thing with Tyler. You guys like just got Bro, like four to five. It, I, mean, I, I was I, I was getting hyped. I was hey, already cheesing. It's was it Chris G? I mean, it's okay. Yeah, it's, here we go. We got my homie Brian. He can go ahead and introduce himself though. What's up, Rise Again uh, Nation podcast? Whatever you want to call it, it is your boy B Heard, aka Brian, aka. Be heard. I guess I never really intro myself mm-hmm. as be heard, aka 
Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta, I'm fucking. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. What's up, y'all? Rise Again Nation. Mm-hmm. It's your boy B Heard, aka Brian, aka Prince, aka Prince Vegeta, about the hit. There we go. There we go. I, I like. I messed my own shit up. Hey, <laughs> sometimes intros are tough, man. It's it's a shit, but I ain't gonna lie. It, hey, it is very tough. Hey man, well, I'm excited to have you on. Um, this is like a back. It's like I like doing this type of shit, man. Like so, we had Tyler on last week. Now we got you on this week, and. I'm really excited to have the conversation and uh, kind of, man, just starting things off like I do with everybody, man. Just go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, let people know who you are. Um, like I said, I got all those AKAs. It's your boy, <laughs> Be Heard. That's what most people call me, mm-hmm. like my close family and friends. Uh, just a guy that's trying to make it in some sort of voice thing, whether that's streaming, whether that's commentary, whether that's podcasting. Uh, I just, you know... I was told to have a face for radio, so I, I like doing it. I like talking to people, and I, I just like having dope conversations with my friends, and hopefully I can make it a career. Uh, I think that's a synopsis, I guess, I could give you about myself. Obviously, there's more to it, but yeah. yeah definitely, man. and I, I feel that as far as the radio goes, I feel like a lot of times it's like when you hear like, oh, you have a radio voice, and it's like, you know what, I can't be on TV, or what's up? Man. It's, it's, it's tough, man. I don't know. Like, I... I flirted with the idea. I just, I don't know. I feel like you ever have, like, pictures that you take of your friends? It's mm-hmm. literally, like, the meme that you see on Twitter. Like, you'll take pictures and dope things of your friends, and yeah. your friends look fire and cool. Yeah. I never looked that way. I I look kind of fucked up. I'm not going to lie. So if I can't have control and, like, look at it and adjust it, that's, that's why I'm like, I'd rather be behind the scenes exactly. and just hear my voice. But, uh, yeah, eventually we're going to get, you know, cameras yeah, for podcasting yeah, and stuff like that. Bro. It's the behind the scenes, man. Like, I... I I'm a big fan of behind the scenes or like seeing like kind of the work behind it and everything. But um, man, so I will always start off by kind of talking with people about how they grow up, man, or how they grew up, I should say. Um, I didn't know that we technically went to school together. Which yeah. Is interesting <laughs> fact. So, which is kind uh, of weird. Yeah. Shout out North. Uh, but so, man, growing up, were you always like, what, what was kind of the normal thing for you growing up? Like, were you creating at all yet? Or what were you kind of into? So, I kind of had that typical, like, uh, typical young black male, like, kind of grow up, like, where you either want to, like, kind of, like, be a musician of some sort mm-hmm. or play a sport. I catered towards sports. I catered towards being a funny guy, and I just love football. Like, I would uh, <clears throat> literally just be, I'm the only child, too, so mm-hmm. I'll be in the backyard just throwing the football to myself, running and catching it, and just yeah. throwing it. Like, I'd be out there for hours. I was easily entertained in that way. Uh, two loving parents that are still alive to this day just kind of raised me and like the dope thing about my parents is they never even though I loved football heavily and like that's all my life was for that majority they never pressured me into like oh do this or do that my mom did want me to learn piano when I was younger and which I wish I wish I did stick with it but I ain't gonna lie I mean I doubt she'll ever hear this or anything <laughs> like that but my teacher she smelled weird bro like it was the downstairs it was in the basement oh, yeah. it was elementary school mm. and not to mention when it's elementary like you excited to learn mm. so like when they were like alright Brian you gotta go leave to be in piano lessons I'm like what yeah. and then like yeah she smelled weird I did well at a concert oh no I think it was a competition I did well I can't remember the song I played out of but I uh I wanna get back into pianoing and stuff like that too um but yeah, loving parents, great family. We always have family reunions and get-togethers and things of that nature. That was something that my grandpa installed in us, and just being close and tight-knit. And then, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of kids on my block that just played outside. I was 
pretty much a normal, you know, basic kind of lifestyle, I yeah. guess, and just grew up to, like, I think that's probably why I ended up finding, like, this creative side eventually, because mm-hmm. I was able to be freely and move, and, like, I could go, you know, I could go to my parents tomorrow, but, yo, I want to sell crack. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the best dope dealer in Iowa or something like that. They're like, ah. Don't get caught, man. Yeah. I don't know why you want to do that. Like, go <laughs> for it. I mean, shit. That's pretty much how my parents were. They just always supported me. So that's pretty much how I grew up and, like, how I was raised. That's so cool. I mean, like, that support and love of family, man, is always key, especially, like, growing up and, like, adolescent, you know, and everything. So, uh, I think it, I think it also, sorry to interrupt, no, but I think it relieves that pressure. Because mm-hmm. it's, like, I feel like a lot of people grow up in some sort of, like, nourishment and, like, shell of where... Like, they have to do this to mm-hmm. please their parents. It's like my parents never lived through me. They were just like, oh, you want to be a football player? Cool. Like, they, they just went to high school and then went to work. And then there was this blue college. So, they just didn't really care what I did. They just said, as long as I do it, just enjoy it. And like, so, so, yeah. I think it's those, like, life lessons that, like, probably are still, like, in your head today. It's like, whatever you do, just kind of enjoy it and really just enjoy your life. I, I do have to ask you, though, what position were you in football? So, hmm. I always, like I said, I grew up where I just threw the ball back and forth, back mm-hmm. and forth. So I was pretty athletic. And <laughs> I, so what happened was I went to Little All-American. Mm-hmm. And my first year, because I, I think I didn't do it right away. I think I did it fifth grade because, like, obviously football is like a serious sport. Yeah. And, like, you, you can't hurt yourself. In Little American and things mm-hmm. of that nature, but it's it's more different when it's like college and pros because the game's much faster. Yeah. So it's obviously like two little kids running into <laughs> each other is probably not going to end in the brain damage. Yeah. But you know, two grown men—that's a different story. So, like I said, I can throw, I can throw, I can throw. Man, I get to that first Little American practice. I think uh, it was for the Southeast Polk team. I don't even know how I ended up on the. I live on the north side of Des Moines. I ended up on the Southeast Polk team, but obviously North didn't have a team. For the weight division I was in. And I remember one practice. Uh, I think I had a running back. Uh, I was trying out for running back. Mm. And for football, people that don't know, usually what you're taught is the holes on the right side. Mm. It's even on the left side. It's odd. So I think he said like 27 sweep or something like that. So I was supposed to go to the left side. I ended up going to the right side. He's like, son, that's the wrong way. Hit the pole. And so, like, what what our coach would used to say is say hit the pole. And it's the opposite f- football goal post uh, of the opposite. It's like diagonal. You got to run all the way around and turn back around. So I ran all the way around, turned back around. I was upset. I was sad. I was mad that I messed up. And then especially, like, I didn't get another chance after that. Yeah. I think we did, like, some, like, Oklahoma-like drill. Mm-hmm. And then after the Oklahoma drill, like, I went up against the kid. Kid probably not, like, I was pretty tall for, like, the, my age. Like, I bullied this kid. I just pushed him. He's like, son, you're going to play line. I was like, what? Just because I bullied this little kid. I'm, I'm, I'm still, like, scrawny. I'm just tall and athletic. I almost look like a hooper playing back, uh, football. <laughs> And yeah, and they had my, you on the line, uh, offensive line. For, I think oh, I was like, a, a I think oh, I was like shit. left guard or something. Damn. <laughs> like I was in the trenches that first year. I ain't gonna lie, I did play D line too. D line was fun. Yeah, as a little kid, that was fun because like obviously you don't know any better, and it's not like you're trying to learn pass moves yeah. or anything like that. You just see ball, get ball. <laughs> so I was talking crap and stuff like that. But yeah, my first position was the offensive lineman. Man, I feel like offensive line as a kid wouldn't be like as fun as you know trying to do some of these other positions and everything, but. 
because offensive linemen, like, you got to obviously protect the quarterback and whatever, you know, or block. And I feel like trying to block, I don't know. I mean, how was it? Like, trying to block as, like, a kid? Like, were you, like, so, having fun at the time? Or So, I I think it's better that I grew up in the 90s versus mm. now. Like, yes. now it's more of a high-tech, high-fast, powerful offensive game where, like, <laughs> your little <laughs> American quarterback could probably throw 20 to yeah. 30 times a game. Versus, like, when I grew up in the early 2000s, we probably threw it maybe five to ten times a game. So, honestly, I just got ran downhill and pushed people away. And then me and, like, we would do double teams and stuff like that. And it wasn't too bad. But, yeah, I think if I was a little kid now and had to, you know, pass block and pass protect and just sit there and hope (laughs) nobody runs me over for 30 to 40 times, I don't think I'd have as much fun as I did. (laughs) But I had fun when I was a little kid, yeah. So did you play ball through, like, did you play at North? Uh, Yeah, I ended up playing uh, high school ball at North. Well, actually, are you talking about, like, just little or? Like, yeah, like, just football, like, throughout. Like, did you play JV into varsity or, like, what was kind of the... So... I did Little All-American until I think about 8th grade, mm-hmm. and in 8th grade, they had that, like, middle school league, I guess, yeah. if you will, like, so, um, we had a kid that was playing quarterback, because he, he's technically my grade, but he, you could have, uh, 7th graders on that 8th grade team mm-hmm. if they meet the, like, weight limit, I guess, but, which was weird, because, like, you could have people that could play any skill position, but then if there was a running back and it was too heavy, they couldn't play. I don't know yeah. that like the flaws of little all American and like there's a lot of little kid football a lot of holes in this. That need to get looked at because some <laughs> some of them are like, oh you can't have a certain weight when uh, running the ball, but it's like they're taller. Like right. there's nothing they can do about it at that age too. But um, so yeah, he played seventh. He played eighth grade as a seventh grade quarterback, and he was returning, and then the, all the coaches were there, and all the same coaches. And, you know, I get there, and I'm like, yo, I want to play quarterback. Because, like I said, I had an arm. Yeah. And then I did get to show my arm in Little American. I didn't play alignment all the whole <laughs> way through. I just want to presticize that. So, I was like, I want to play quarterback. And he's like, nah, we, you know, we got a quarterback. He good. I'm like, yeah, but I want to play quarterback. Yeah. And, like, I told my parents, and I'm like, yo, I'm going to play quarterback. So, I was like, all right, let's see. And then, sure enough, I wasn't really the starting quarterback, mm-hmm. but I definitely, like, played – about it was like five games. I definitely played like three games, and like uh, I was cold. I did, I did the damn thing. I was kind of proud of myself. I think that was one of the few moments in my life where I was like, I want this, and I'm gonna go get this, and I did it. And it's actually funny too because we did. I think we had, went three and two. We had a solid squad, but you know, some people hey. went to East, some people went, some people went to North, some people stopped playing football, some mm-hmm. people you know found girls, drugs. Man, if we could have just kept that nucleus, man, we could have had a solid team. And what's funny, too, is, like, that my senior year, we got a new coaching staff at North. Mm -hmm. And my coach, he just took a dig. I I don't know why I remember this dig. And it was like, I heard you was the man in eighth grade. Like, you you was that dude. You got a concussion. Now you don't know who you are. I was just like, wow. That man cut deep. So then I ended up playing uh, freshman year football. Mm -hmm. We were okay. Didn't win a game. I, I was Classic a court- Well, actually, I think we won one. We, I think we, I think we did beat Hoover, and or actually maybe we did. I don't know. We beat somebody. I know. I know we <laughs> beat somebody. I, I don't know a lot of games we won, but we beat somebody. I mean, you gotta remember like the ones. Like, yeah. Like, I well, I, it's, I could probably count on can right. hand how many times yeah. I won. And the worst part about it was that I actually had a concussion my freshman year because I didn't play at Urban though that year. 
it was like in Marshalltown, and like I remember I rolled like I think I rolled left. I'm right handed, so you already know that's a terrible decision. And then I try to turn my body to rotate to throw the ball better. I throw it. I think it gets dropped or batted. It was like something where he could have caught it, but he didn't catch it. Mm. And literally, the guy just tackles my ankles together, and I do that like, swoop, yeah. like, like <laughs> lean back, leg all the way back, head first, bang. And then I, I was an old school, so like it was like 09 at the time. Mm. I had to run to the coach to get the play. Tells me to play, bro. I vividly remember running in the huddle, and I'm like, this is, this is, this is. And I'm like, what? What's the play? <laughs> I'm like, 27 something. So oh, I was like, hey, yo, I, I called a timeout. I was like, coach, take me out. Bro. I'm out. I was like, I got a concussion. <laughs> and then, yeah, so that was pretty much freshman year. I did okay. I had a good, actually, funny thing, too, is, like, we played the Velt at Drake, which I was hyped for because mm-hmm. it was, like, Drake Stadium, yeah. College Stadium, super nice. And I just, I was killing it. And that was, like, a flu game, honestly, because I was sick that game. Like, I probably sound like I do now. And I was just long-sleeved up, playing yeah. defense, just Throwing dimes, getting touchdowns and stuff like that. And we still lost that game, though. So, <laughs> But I played good. Uh, it was a good game. And then sophomore year, uh, I got to suit up varsity. And there's, there's a guy. I played the Y, which the Y is the tight end spot, technically speaking. But there was a guy that was ahead of me where I felt like I could have played. And mm-hmm. then, you know I'm saying, I'm cool with a boo. Yeah. And then, like, Xavier and all them. And all those guys played, like, varsity as sophomores. Mm-hmm. And I'm over here backing up somebody I think I'm better than. So, that like, that hurt a lot. Yeah. And I was just like, I want to play so bad. <laughs> Especially when I see the homies. Because, yeah. like, yeah, you see what we did. Yeah. They're like, you're watching our tape. <laughs> and I'm over here watching from the sideline yeah. and stuff like that. So, I had to, like, kind of be humble. But then, being a sophomore, I was killing it in JV. And, like, JV was too easy. That's the thing that would make me upset is, like, I would score two touchdowns yeah. in a JV game. Like, and I'm I can't killing it here. Let me go in yeah, there. Yeah, like, especially when it's north. It's like, yeah. you're getting killed. It's like, we're trashing. Let me like, let me get in. Let me get some scrub time or <laughs> tell something. Tell coach I can change the game. Bro. Run a route or two, but I couldn't get nothing. So then uh, junior year comes around. And the funny thing is, like, I think I played a little bit of defense my freshman year. I think I played defense a little bit on JV. My sophomore year, but I didn't play any defense my junior year because I was a starting receiver, but I was also the backup quarterback. Mm. And then, that, that I ain't gonna lie, they just was, I, like I said, the JV games where I would go off and then I would not get a chance at varsity, kind of the same thing happened with varsity. It's like they would throw me the ball first two times, catch yeah. it, first down, so I'm moving the chains. Wouldn't look my way for the rest <laughs> of the game. And I'm like, bro, let me help. And like, that's, that's where, like, I got kind of emotional with my like things because it's like maybe if you have a group project mm-hmm. like i want to help yeah so like i hate when i'm not helping and like like i can still get the a i'll still be pissed off because yeah. i'm like hey i couldn't do nothing like i want to at least show well, my especially when you're open or right like, you know I mean? like it just it just i want to help out in general and junior year comes around <laughs> our quarterback i think it's knocked out has a concussion on east and i think it was east he got hit and then I run over because I was a receiver. I don't. I think it was a running play. I don't know. No, it had to be a passing play. But I think I was running a dig, so that's why I was like in the middle. So mm-hmm. I run to him. I run up to him. Eyes are just dilated and just big. Like he's just out looking, <laughs> looking up to the sky like you can see God. I'm like, oh, trainer, trainer. So I'm like, like I'll take off the glove, warm it up in my hand. He says, he says one of my homies' names. Shout out to him. But <laughs> he's like, yo, go on to our quarterback. 
what? Uh, then we started running Wildcat, and I was just like, really? What am I in the back of for? Right. <laughs> we run a Wildcat offense. You think this is your moment? You're getting ready? Man. <laughs> and then we implemented it in practice. I'm just saying now, I'm like, wow, I'm really the back of quarterback for no reason. Yeah. That's crazy. Like music's going in your head and shit. <laughs> I was ready to go. I was just like, I took off the gloves, started warming up. I'm like, yo, it's my time to shine. Senior year came around, and then, like I said, we got a new coaching staff. I think the coaching staff we got, like the coaching staff we had my junior year wasn't bad. It's just they knew who the kids they got. Mm-hmm. Like, and so North was a bad school where the kids didn't really care mm-hmm. and they didn't want, they weren't passionate about it. That senior year staff, they were passionate about it, but they didn't realize what the North kids had. Like, they didn't yeah. think that, like, oh, 20 of y'all not going to show up because yeah. y'all don't feel like showing up to practice. Yeah. No, nah, they not going to show up to practice, coach. I'm trying to tell you. Like, no, nah, they going to show up. And, like, they like, didn't no. show up. <laughs> So then I ended up losing the job to a cold piece who can sling the ball, and he did throw, but I I had a good arm, too. It was just, like, my confidence. My coaches didn't feel like I was confident enough to lead the team, which, you know, there might be some truth to that, but at the same time, I was just like, I wanted the team to be so good that me playing receiver didn't really affect me because I was like, I knew I always had this arm. And then, like, once they kind of transitioned me back into quarterback, I'm like, oh, yeah, we forgot you could kind of yeah. fucking throw the ball. And I was like, yeah, I can throw. I just, now you're like, I just wanted to help the team where like, I could. That was my senior year, and now you guys are noticing this? It's yeah, like, and then I didn't. I did okay throwing the ball, but I just, like I said, it was just, it, they were kind of right because it was a confidence thing. I wasn't really confident in the pocket, and then not to mention I'm like six foot, so I can barely see over. I can see over the line, but I can yeah. barely see. So then you see one guy get a little bit of, like, lead wave, like, mm-hmm. his chest showing your chest, and you're like, oh, he gonna kill me. Let me, like, move out the yeah. pocket. So I should have been more humble and just sitting in the pocket and stuff like that. But that that was pretty much my football career throughout high school. What, what do you think, you know, because especially with, like, as, you know, uh, mm-hmm. with playing sports and especially high school sports, I feel like you learn a lot of, like, different lessons from it and just like experiences you know obviously you're you're there practicing or you're there you know uh game day and everything like still like to this day what's some of your like biggest takeaways from playing high school ball that um i don't know because like i to be honest with you i wasn't even supposed to go to north i was supposed to go to hoover i was going to go to hoover because i was on their uh a like aau seventh and eighth grade basketball team I, I wasn't really good at basketball, but I could I could play and I could learn. And not to mention Hoover at that time, I don't know if you remember, they was like always going to the yeah. state and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So they was like really good at basketball. So I was supposed to be a Hooper. And then I ended up going to North because they just didn't accept me at Hoover. So when I went to North, I kind of like didn't really want to embrace it because like, you know, I, 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 I was a Hooper, mm-hmm. but I played football and like football was my first love. And then, like, yeah, Hoover was bad, but I had basketball to, like, like, all right, well, we suck football season, but basketball is always a thing. Yeah. Where North was just bad at both, and I'm just like, ah, I don't know if I really want to go. And, like, my mom was saying, your impact, and, and, I mean, it's true to agree, but they were saying, like, your impact is going to matter more at North than it would if you went to an Urbandale or mm-hmm. Johnson or Valley, because they're supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. But they'll write a story about you, and they'll, if like, you change if, the, yeah, yeah, if you change the program. And, like, that's, like, what kind of I held on to, but it was so hard to change the program because it's, it's so hard to convince, like, even if you want to say a small number, it's so hard to convince 20 people mm-hmm. to commit to this because it's, like, you don't know what you're going to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, regardless if you go to, a, like, a, a prep school or stuff like that 
a higher upper echelon school, like, regardless if you don't go to, say, a school for a football scholarship yeah. or to play a high school sport, you're going to go to college anyway. Mm-hmm. Where these kids in these environments, and I'm not trying to say, like, shun it in that way, but, like, a lot of them don't even know if they're going to graduate. Mm-hmm. A lot of them might have to start working now. A lot of them might end up having a kid yeah. and, like, shit like that. So that's, that's like, the biggest takeaway is, like, the impact that you have in high school sports if you're going to, like, a Des Moines school versus somewhere else. But I tried to impact it. I just I, – it didn't really register until I got out of school. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, maybe they are right. I mean, I had to do it over again. If I, if I could get, like, 20 – not even me's because I wasn't that good. But if I could, if I could just get people to believe yeah. and, and do it. Then I'll go back and do it, but if I, if I can't, uh, I'm out of trend. <laughs> <laughs> the hard part is, is like, you know, at the time, like, you want to be that change, you know what I mean? And, like, you want to see, because watching, I mean, for anybody who is from here and knows North, you know, in their football program is, like, so many coaching changes over the years mm-hmm. and so many, like, and it just goes back to, like, really, you needed someone, like, a, I feel like a coaching staff that really, like, believed in the kids and understood the situations mm-hmm. that the kids were in. But on top of that, it's like, I remember, it was after, way after, it was probably, like, 2018, I saw on the news that, like, <laughs> remember when North had, like, a two-win streak? Yeah, It was, oh, like, yeah. 2018 or 2017 yeah, yeah, yeah. or something like that. It's like, that was such a, I was, like, happy. I was, like, that was such a big moment for the school. And it's, it's things like that that, like, to to see high school sports and, like, the programs and that's... Valley is Valley because I feel like they have the opportunity, you know, to be able True. to do whatever and like, you know, but a lot of, you know, these inner city schools are like, you know, the north side, east side and shit. It's like there's outside things that prevent, I feel like, things within the program of like the sports and shit. Like, and not even like to, to piggyback off what you're saying, but not just that. Just think of the mindset. Like yeah. Valley kids... Like, it's April, and, like, last month was March. Mm-hmm. They're working out for football now. Yeah. Versus if you try to convince someone from the inner city, oh, we're going to start working out now for football. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's track season. Why would I work out for football if I'm running track? And some yeah. of them might not be running track. Yeah. They're like, well, it's not in the sport, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Why would I do that? That's the difference in, like, winning and losing right there is, like, the fact that they're working out now, getting better now, mm-hmm. throwing now. And not to mention, too, a lot of Des Moines schools, like, especially the kids, like, bad at one school or doesn't work out for school, yeah. they could transfer schools, but it doesn't really work out. Them Valley kids probably knew each other from fourth grade yeah. to on and on and on. Now it's their senior year. Yeah. Now they got connections like that. And they've probably been playing the same positions over and over it's again. chemistry that goes throughout the whole exactly. entire time. Like, no, they play. I I went to, um, so I, I went to Eastside for most of my, my life in school and everything, but eighth grade i got put into fucking uh a, the valley middle school is indian hills right so i went there in eighth grade and i'll never forget it because it was such a like a, a cold shot going there and like i remember my first day there i wore like a malcolm x shirt and like some fucking jordans and shit and no, i bet you stuck out like a oh, sword Every, everyone's like hollister and like all this <laughs> other shit and i go there i'm like man what the fuck is like what's going on and so but i'll never forget it too. yeah but i'll never forget it because uh they tried to recruit eighth graders then for foot you know i mean for the middle school football but you had valley's coaches from like you know from valley coming in and looking at kids in classes and being like hey you you come over here like have you ever thought about playing football son and like all this other like 
Dowling recruiting people like fucking like Rico. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you went from East to fucking Dowling, it's like, or other people. I knew a lot of kids who went from some of these, like, Lincolns or this and that. Like, it, it's, it's crazy to see, like, you know, high school sports is such a, a smaller thing, but it's such a bigger thing, like, overall. And it'd be cool to see, like, North officially. Like, we did it in basketball with, you know, everything. It'd be cool to see uh, North get their shine eventually. Yeah, because, I, I mean... Like, I only talked to him, like, once or twice. And then I realized that you had to pay to go to Dowling. So, mm-hmm. that's why that dream got shut down. Yeah. But I remember another guy, uh, he was a running back for, like, Roosevelt's uh, thing. And he went to Valley. Mm-hmm. And it's such a well-oiled machine and stuff like that, too. And another thing with that mindset is, like, dog, I would have kids, like, big kids at North. I'm like, yo, bro, come on. Come play yeah. football. Nah, I don't want to lose. I don't want to get smacked. And so it's like, y'all niggas act like we just go out there to get right. Like, we're actually <laughs> like we're trying. We if, just, we, if we get you on there, we're going to... Like, it's that. It's like that if we had enough kids that actually believed and wanted to go out for it. And not to mention, like, we didn't have enough kids consistently mm-hmm. show up. Because we're week seven. There's only nine weeks in a season. Yeah. And we're running week one shit because we can't run new shit because yeah. y'all don't show up to practice. Yeah. And then the teachers, bro, I used to... I swear to God, my sophomore year... And this is probably... It's funny now because, like, I'm into graphic designs and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. I, like, I went up and teachers would be like, oh, how much are we going to lose by today? <laughs> Fucking teachers, bro. Like, we're not even talking about the class. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this... I was like, I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why, like, you know how I went to, like, East and then went to North, right? Like, mm-hmm. that was my biggest thing is seeing the school, like... School spirit is an actual thing, like, you know, or motivation by they Like, I remember when I went to East, and there was actually some, like, you know, and even them, like, they weren't, like, amazing, but they still did well. Like, their uh, school spirit was there, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the teachers, like, were into it. You know, everybody was into it. I don't know. I, I always thought about... Because like, your games would be packed, too. Yeah, like, people would be there ready. Like, I don't know. I always thought about... Have you ever thought about going back into, like, way down the line, even, like, going to coach some of these kids and stuff? Like, have you ever thought about getting into football that way or getting back into something like that? So, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not into, I'm in, I'm into astrology like Tyler. So I'm a Scorpio, so I don't know if that has anything to do with my stubbornness, but I'm pretty fucking stubborn. <laughs> um, like, and it's funny thing too, is like Tyler never went out for a sport until his junior year. Mm-hmm. Or not junior year, uh, sophomore year. Actually, it might have been his, well, I think it was his sophomore year. And so he did a complete 180 on me because, like, Ty was into skateboarding and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And he's like, yo, the next thing I know, he has mad – or NCAA and talk about Nebraska football. I'm like, what the fuck? And, like – and everybody got mad at me. They're like, yo, you, you influenced him? I was like, nah, that was his own thing. I don't know what that was about. So to get back to your point, as I was coaching him up because, obviously, I was playing quarterback mm-hmm. and things of that nature. And Tyler, he could throw. He just – he didn't have the strongest arm, and he just wasn't really confident in his throws. Mm-hmm. So, like, he would, like, take a little while. So it was hard coaching him, and I was like my best friend, and I really and nobody, I'm guarantee you, nobody else in the fucking world wanted to see him succeed at quarterback more than me. Yeah, it was hard coaching him. I I couldn't imagine <laughs> forty kids and some of them give you attitude. Like I've seen kids trying to fight coaches yeah. at North. I've seen yeah. kids just not show up and do what they want, basically. And I was just like, <sighs> coaching is a hard, hard job. Yeah. But if you could, if you could really convince. Uh, just people to believe in it and just listen to. It. I, I would love to coach maybe someone on a personal level. Yeah. I feel like I'm better at that than I would be wider, wide. Like, yeah. yeah, or maybe like um, coach like like 
maybe like receivers or quarterbacks as far as like just that specific position. Mm-hmm. Maybe at a college level, just because they they'll take it a little bit more serious versus you know like high school, because high school is like <laughs> high school you're either like all about a sport or you're just kind of just doing yeah. it to do it. So I, maybe down the line, I'd have to get my coach's license and all that stuff. But then yeah. that's the thing is like I wouldn't want a crappy situation because I've seen every spectrum of like coaching at a high level mm-hmm. as far as JUCO goes and coaching at a, like a high school level it's like the highest levels with all of it so it had to be the perfect situation yeah so it's so valley knocks in the door are you like are you or you want to coach some of them I, you know valley valley offers you they're like hey we got we got this you know we got the varsity team you know we saw we saw the tape let's <laughs> we <saw> the tape. <laughs> I think there might be some valley kids right now that got a better tape than I did yeah, but I mean the kids are getting men seeing these I don't know if sometimes like you ever drive by like a high school and it's I feel like they're getting they look older and like I I don't know I'll be driving by and I swear it looks like college not even. Uh, I feel so tiny. School. Like, yeah. I feel so tiny. I'd be telling like, like six six high school. Like there's the the dude who plays ball for Waukee that uh Park and Neek were shooting. I don't know if you saw them, but he looks like he's ready for the NBA now. Oh he's in high school. Like it's just it's crazy. Like it's crazy how like how transforming, how like the the tide of turning of like high school sports and how big they are and like like I like I'm six foot with shoes. I've been this size for, like, yeah. a good 10, 15 years now. Like, it kind of rubs me the wrong way because I'm just like, damn, I ain't really... I thought my body changed. Yeah. <laughs> I see some of these high school kids. I'm like, what are y'all eating? everybody, bro. It's crazy. Bro, I seen... Literally on TikTok, I seen Texas high school football. And I know Texas is, like, the mecca <laughs> yeah. of it. I seen, like, some, like, 6'3", 200-pound linebacker who's class of 2023. Not even this year's yeah. class. A sophomore. Squat like 500 pounds. I was like, there's no way I could have played yeah. football. There's no, no way. No shot. No. That's college. And then college <laughs> in Texas is like the pros and it just keeps going. It's and then hard. that's the thing is like going to North, I like going to the JUCO that I went to, I had, I learned football. So I understood, I started understanding why I'm doing certain mm-hmm. things and like running, like being an outside receiver, running a, uh, running a fade, but taking it to where I'm running it out and I'm like, Hit attacking the outside shoulder of the corner so he could turn his body and look at me so I could protect the inside guys. Because mm-hmm. before, you would run like like an inside, a fade, but then you would try to veer it out. But that's obviously yeah. how you get your guys. This is for anyone that's a casual football fan. Usually, if you see someone get smacked to oblivion, unless it's like the hole open up and two people just run into each other, <laughs> it's probably somebody's fault. Yeah. Like It's usually a receiver's fault. Or a DB is just so good on instincts where he's just like, yeah, F this route. This out. It's not serious. I'm going to go take his head off his shoulders. Because I had to learn that. I didn't know that, like, oh, I had to protect my guy by keeping him distracted yeah. so he can run us. Man, I got smacked a few times. And then he's like, coach is like, well, you see why now? I was like, yeah. I, I, yeah, it makes sense. I get it, man. I didn't get it before, but I got it now. <laughs> Well, shit, man. You know, you said, uh, you mentioned a little bit about, uh, you know, with NCAA football. You know, first of all, I'm happy it's coming back. I don't know if you saw that, but uh, they're bringing it back actually next year. But I want to talk to you about, man, growing up with gaming and playing video games. You know, you're you're now into commentary and streaming and all this other stuff, which we'll get into. But what was, you know, obviously video games, was it a big part of your childhood? I know you played sports and everything, but how was gaming growing up for you? Honestly, gaming was if not for sports, I would say it's probably the second biggest thing in my childhood. Um, 
And another reason why is because I, I can't remember what first console I had, but I remember vividly that, like, there was a, there was a phrase in time where, uh, like, my dad would play Mario Kart 64. Yeah. And, like, we would do the Grand Prix, and, like, it was, like, intense, and, like, we'd go back and forth, and, like, it'd be fun. And then there was a point in time where, like, my mom would play Madden with me. Yeah. Now... I did tell her I was going to give her a shout out, and if you judge me, you can see me on the sticks, but <laughs> this is at the time where it was like early 2000s. My mom was kind of nasty at Madden. She would fuck me up. I yeah. it, it, like, I don't know. Like, try it. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever had it to where maybe you had a sibling, and you were like eating dinner at the dinner table with them, but it fucked your day up. Like, if, they, if you get smacked in Madden, and then like, you got to go eat dinner, like, my mom will smack me, but yeah. alright, now it's time to eat. And I'm like, damn, like, I don't, I'm not even hungry. Uh, like, I'm just depressed. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> like, we had one game where, I want to say, it was like 140 to 135. I don't Damn, like, she was smacking you like that. Well, I had 135, so oh. I don't think, like, it was within oh. reason. Oh. Like, I, it wasn't 35, it was 135. It was within <laughs> five, but, yeah, like, I, I think that's why gaming was such an influence on me is because, like, my mom was a gamer. Yeah. Like, so it was cool to see, like, that's my dope. mom yeah. game and, like, because she would be talking shit. She's like, I'm about to get the new console. I'm like, what? I'm like, are you about to get the new console? I got to get that. And so, like, and then also there wasn't that, uh, like, restricted, like, restriction on games. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, I think it was a Christmas <laughs> And I don't know if my mom thought Conker's Bad Fur Day was something different, but she got that for me. Yeah. And then, you know, it's a squirrel that's cussing, drinking, yeah. and then, like, the mini games were so dope, and, like, the little war game of the teddy bears versus the squirrels, and they was like, hey, we're gonna go over here and blow shit up and do that. <laughs> I'm so always, like, mind-blown. I'm like, whoa. But I think that's why I never really had that, like, aggressiveness outside of the game, because I could escape reality yeah. and kind of do it in the game. So... Just the fact that, like like I said, I was the only child, so the fact that my parents were playing with me, mm-hmm. the fact that, like, I was always into the games, and, like, any time that we went somewhere, honestly, where kids would probably be getting shoes and, and toys and stuff like that, give me a game. I'm over here reading, I don't know if you remember, but, like, old PlayStation 2 games yeah. where they come with the instruction book. Yeah. They have all the stuff, so I'm reading about the character's background. Yeah. I'm reading about controls. I read it over, like, six, seven times. I think we went to Denver, and visit like my godmother and out in Denver we went to the mall and <laughs> we bought Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance oh. and I read that instruction booklet like seven to eight times I'm just reading it reading it reading it reading it <laughs> I was just obsessed with it and then yeah I was just always a big gamer bro I, I mean Mortal Kombat bro I mean so many memories I remember playing Mortal Kombat on Sega at my oh, like wow. my friends uh my mom's friend's house and I, I would play and like I just remember seeing that for the first time the fatalities and everything but I it's the same with me for gaming bro like a lot of times I was like I had, I had an older sister but she was always like you know doing shit or whatever so like I was pretty much the only child is like man video games is that escape to reality mm-hmm. you know what I mean like it's I think for me yeah around was like N64 PS2 you know PS1 I, I had a uh, I had a PlayStation original PlayStation and like I remember playing like what was it? I mean, of course, like for me, it was like Tony Hawk. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Tomb Raider and then Crash Bandicoot and all that stuff. But some of those like major games that like impacted your childhood that you still think about like to now. Now they're like, now we're old enough where they're, re, uh, you know, doing the new games or like retroing the games or whatever. And I think what's crazy too is like, I didn't even know you could do anything with gaming until. Like, I saw, 
I don't know if you remember the Madden tour bus. Yeah. Where they would like have the jerseys on. I used to love to watch that shit. Yeah, bro, that shit was so cool. They had the jerseys on. They go to the player's house. They had to leave the bus and shit. Oh my gosh. Yo. I might have to rewatch this somewhere. That, that shit, shit got intense so much. Yeah, they talking shit. That. And then they like... It was on ESPN. Yeah, they yeah. had it on ESPN. I, I want to say that they had to have it somewhere else too because yeah. I don't know how else I found it. But you remember they would actually like pause to end the game and yeah. actually talk to the camera and yeah. tell them what they about to do or something like that. Like I watched oh. it as a youngster so I didn't really... It didn't dawn on me. Yeah. But now I kind of want, want to watch it as an older person. I think that would be something amazing they could bring back. I remember watching that vividly. Uh, what else was I gonna say? I had a tomorrow time. Oh, G four, G four too. So like watching stuff like that, I'm like, oh, you could do more with gaming and stuff like that. And it's funny is like I have this baby picture of me. We visited visited some family out in Davenport because like that's if not more like my main family's in Davenport. Mm -hmm. And I think I had a Sega controller because it wasn't Sega like black or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And like I'm playing in this like little like lawn type chair and I just fall asleep playing the game and I just have the controller <laughs> in my hand and I was just like, it's like it's a, one of my adorable baby pictures. But I just remember that and like gaming just stuck with me because like once I saw G Four, I saw the Madden Classic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what I want to do, but I want to make sure gaming is a part of my life because this shit's crazy. That's the dope part. Is like, I think like our generation is the first generation to like really put gaming into a, like you can make it a career kind of mm-hmm. thing. Because before, if you look at like the early '90s and shit, or like the '80s, and when these like violent games start coming out, and so many news coverage, like video games are gonna ruin your children's life or ruin your life, and it's gonna cause violence and all this other shit. And now we have, you know, streamers who are there's scholarships for pro leagues. Like it's crazy. Like esport is actually yeah, and it, it's it's crazy to see like kind of the uh the how it's changed over like so many you know so much time and everything when did you start to really think about like streaming or like doing gaming com like make it a little bit more into your profession or career or something that you want to do for a living i'm gonna go to that question but just to piggyback off what you said too i hate to break it to you people around uh rise again but if someone's crazy enough to willing to shoot someone, uh, they're just fucking crazy. Yeah. That has nothing, nothing to do, to do with games. I hate to people realize that. It's like when someone, like, you have to believe a person when they show you. Like, a motherfucker's just crazy. Yeah. Like, I, I always hated that stigma because, like, I would get that too. It's like, oh, I bet you rage a lot. And I'm like, nah, I mean, I'm already raging the game, yeah. but I'm pretty normal as a person. But when I started realizing it as a career, um, honestly, I didn't think I did at first. Like, I subconsciously always watched, like, the Black Hokage. I think he made great content as far as YouTube and gaming goes. Mm -hmm. And then I started watching Maximilian, but I ended up watching them, like, I want to say 2014 when I was, like, my sophomore year at Iowa Western. And, like, I was watching them, and then I was like, oh, shit. Like, I had to, I bought an Xbox One. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, I could play and stream at the same time on my Xbox console. So I was like, let me try it. And I started doing it, and I started enjoying it, and it, was, it just kind of became fun because it's like, in a way, I kind of became my own boss. Mm-hmm. The hardest part about, like, streaming and content creation is, like, you kind of have to find a niche. Like, I'm a type of person, I'm very, like I said, the most consistent thing in my life is inconsistency. Mm-hmm. I like a, I like a lot of shit. I'm kind of like you. I, yeah. I don't I don't have seventy three thousand jobs, but <laughs> I, I like I like what I like. So it's hard for me to stick with like just one game 
and play this game, which that's probably the best way for you to grow because you're building a community inside this game. Mm-hmm. But I've always like catered myself when I was growing that the people I was watching is like a black Hokage, the Maximilian or like Afro Senju now. Like the people I idolize, they can just do whatever the fuck they want. Like mm-hmm. I and this is no shot, shade or nothing like that. I don't like Roblox. I don't like Minecraft. Yeah. I, just, I don't know. I don't like the community. And also, like, somebody trying to do something to my cousin in that community. Maybe, maybe it's, like, subconsciously in my mind. But, like, I just don't like it. It's not for me. I don't hate you if you do like it. But <laughs> it just never seemed interesting. And, like, nothing against the Minecraft community because I know they're going to come mm-hmm. strong. But, like, it's, I don't know. I just never. It's just not for me. Yeah. That's, that's how I've always looked at it. But, like, my thing is, like. I, I always make the joke of My Little Pony. Like, I could be playing a My Little Pony game. I just want people to fuck with me. Like, oh, be her doing this. This is about to be funny or this is about to be entertaining. Yeah. So let me go check it out. And, like, that's how I've always kind of, like, pride myself on, like, consecration. So to, like, in a way, I think, answer your question. I don't know if I actually answered it. Uh, it just kind of just happened. Like, mm. I was watching, like, some streamers because, like, I would come home from practice be tired and you know how like the college job technically football is the job and all this stuff and then I'd finish my homework and I would just stay in my room and I was always kind of like an introvert in that regard to where like I was just watching them and I was like well what if I just try it let me just try it I think actually what was the first game that you uh, were streaming on Mortal Kombat X yeah because I remember I was really hyped for that one and then that one came out and actually I think I think it's it's six year anniversary today Oh, shit. Same with Damn, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Because I'm also a big Kendrick Lamar fan, yeah. but we can talk about music later. But yeah, Mortal Kombat X was the game. And I was getting decent numbers for someone that was just streaming from his Xbox. I was getting like 10 to 12 to 15 people. Yeah. And then a funny thing is, is like I met some people that like I'm still cool with to this day. I don't talk to them as much from streaming, mm-hmm. but I'm still pretty cool and cordial with them. One guy... Like, I'm, cause I'm not the greatest at the game. I can hold my own, but yeah. I'm, just, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not the greatest. I need to like figure out if I want to be more entertaining or actually get good. Yeah. And he was talking. He came to stream talking trash. Cause everybody's all cool, cordial, just talking. And then you know he's talking trash. And he's like, "Oh, play me, play me." And like, this is before. Now I only really play with people that follow or like support me in some way. Yeah. Cause it's like he ain't about to beat my ass and leave. Yeah. Like, Never see me again, but oh, I beat his ass. Nah, I mean, not gonna do that. You gonna at least pay me in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. And so he's talking shit, and I'm like, all right, what's up? Well, let's play. And he's like, oh, well, uh, all right, we can play. But I was like, all right, join the party. And I was like, so if you can talk shit, I'm gonna yeah. talk shit to you so yeah. you can hear me. And he's like, oh, well, my Xbox Live won't let me play online. And I was just like, what? How do you have Xbox Live but it won't let you play, play online? online. <laughs> and I was just like, bro, shut up. And then he got to deal with those trolls, but. Yeah, Mortal Kombat X was my first game. Bro, it's the trolls for me that's always been, especially with streaming, like, people are always like, man, I could, you know, like, beat you, or, like, I could do this, like, I don't know. The The biggest thing for me with streaming that, like, it's been interesting, like I said, to see, that's another thing, to, like, see it grow, like, now we have Twitch and these crazy outlets for people to be able to literally make a living off this, like, not, not doing anything else but, but streaming everything. In which, like, Twitch, so, I do YouTube and Twitch, but Twitch has actually paid some bills. Like, mm-hmm. I can, I technically get paid by Twitch, in which I need to hit it harder, but I end up doing YouTube more just because of, like, how my life is kind of shaped right now. Because mm-hmm. YouTube, YouTube's easier in the sense of, like, I could upload a video 
and like people might not fuck with it but then like say when people get home mm-hmm. off of work or whatever off of school then they'll fuck with it and then it'll grow and like, it could grow organically yeah. versus Twitch I gotta be live and entertaining mm-hmm. that whole time so sometimes I just don't have time and sometimes I just don't feel like it and like that's kind of the hardest uh dynamic with Twitch is like you always have to be entertaining and even if you're not talking to someone because like like I said I I'm introverted I know I probably talked a lot this episode and maybe not even let Phoenix talk a lot but I'm, I'm like I, I, when I don't talk I really don't talk I know when I talk I don't shut the fuck up so it's like trying to find a balance of like entertaining and, and not, not talking but let the gameplay talk for you and it's it's a, it's a hard field it really is it's I feel like being live versus because it's the same way like I've done Instagram lives through right. like, my vintage shit or be on YouTube and be able to like I can stop right here and mm-hmm. like edit that out or edit the, you can't edit Twitch you know right. live streaming out like that, that'd that be the hardest part for me or like at least the, the nerves behind it and what's crazy too is like I love talking when there's an interactive chat mm. like especially like well, if you take Instagram live Facebook live or YouTube live whatever like if there's 15 to 20 people talking and I'm funny, I'm hilarious, you'll enjoy the stream. But, like, one of my big homies in the FGC, his name's El Chicote, like the guy from Star Trek. Well, Chicote, like the guy from Star Trek. Uh, he hosted me. I had, like, 90 or 100 people, like, watching. So I was like, yeah. oh, shit, it's lit. It's yeah. like, they didn't say nothing. So, yeah, so, like, I'm, so there's no one typing. I forgot what I was doing. I think I was doing MK. And, like, they're not talking, so I don't know what to say. Mm. I don't know what to do. So I'm sitting there awkwardly, like, uh... (laughs) Trying to crack jokes, trying to ask people how they're doing, and nothing. Nothing. And I'm just like, uh... (laughs) So then they slowly just started falling off, and I'm like, well, damn, I don't know what to do in that situation. Like, if you're talking, it's one thing, but... It's got to be weird to be in there and, like, not to... Yeah, like, if the chat's not live or if it's not going, like, I don't even know what I would do. I would just be, like, because... Especially with me, like when I play games, like usually I get, I do talk some shit. Like, it it's fun. Like, it's, yeah, it's it, it depends on the game. But then some games, like it's it's like for me, like I play a lot of sport games, like two K, right? Mm-hmm. Say it's third quarter and like I'm down by eight, which isn't a it's not a rarity. I'm just like people know if they want to see two K. <laughs> I mean, it's, but you get that like, you know, you sit up. And mm-hmm. then, you know, so I like, sit, up, you sit up a little bit, and then you like I don't think I could like talk while doing both of that. Like I. You know what's funny is that I don't think people realize how hard it is. Yeah. Like, even if you're just... It's multitasking as fuck. Like, as you gotta fuck, bro. Because it's like... So, it's like, I'll do that for a YouTube video. So, not only do I have to shut down my opponent... Because I play fighting games. I'm more mm-hmm. of a fighting games guy. I have to shut down my opponent, do better than him, do the optimal combos that look cool, yeah. and, like, make the gameplay look cool, be entertaining, be funny... And try not to react to the stupid shit my opponents do. Because some people just do some stupid shit. And you're like, bro, why did you do that? Like, it'd be like, literally, if you were to fight someone and they start breakdancing before. And yeah. you're like, sitting there like, alright, I'm going to just kick you. And you push them over and they fall. And they just like, get up and start doing the shit again. And you're like, what are you doing? Because I think another thing people fail to realize is like, they always had this debate when it comes to esports of like, which is harder, like... MOBAs, shooters, mm-hmm. or sports games. Me, personally, and I know I don't really play... I played Smite a little bit, but I haven't really played League like that. Mm-hmm. Or nothing. Me, personally, I think fighting games are kind of harder. I was... Yeah. I would say they're the hardest. Reason being is, like, if you take 
if you take like America, what do, what do Americans love as far as like fighting movies and stuff like that? They love Rocky. Yeah. Rocky get his ass beat for like twelve rounds, and in the thirteenth round, yeah, he's really yeah. just get some hype yeah. boost, and like he grits his teeth, and you could like even in a real fight, you could grit your teeth, mm-hmm. just say no, I'm not gonna get out, and like maybe your body will shut out, maybe it won't, and then like just keep pushing through. Mm-hmm. In a fighting game, you physically can't do that. You can't be like, all right, I'm gonna hit the buttons <laughs> harder, no. or I'm gonna tap, yeah. I'm gonna do this combo better. No, if like. A Daigo, a punk, a smug, or a professional player is like, all right, I know exactly this spacing, this yeah. timing. Because it's all, like, technically in a way, it's math because mm-hmm. they're frame data and things of that nature. So it's like, I know exactly what you're going to do when you do it, and I'm going to stop that shit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do. Like, it's over. <laughs> GG, shake his head, and you go to losers. And, like, that's the hardest thing about fighting games. So, like... Cause like I'll be wanting to hit that like all right I'm down I'm gonna yeah. sit up and I'm like nope let me sit back down I'm gonna whoop my ass goddamn that's my so you know I played online a lot and I, I'm a big like I used to play fighting games a lot too and when I hopped online it's a whole different world like I used to think I was world. good at Mortal Kombat or like Street Fight Tekken like I used to play Tekken a lot I thought I was good at Tekken but then once you hop online you play people from fucking everywhere like. See, like, that's... I get my ass kicked in, like, fucking man, fucking visit, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd be having some depressed nights because of the ass whooping. Like, shout out to my squad. I have a, like, Xbox squad mm-hmm. that I, like, found, and I could tell the orange story, but that'd be too long. It was, uh, technically now, it's Grim, Ghost, and, like, Meltdown, and that's, like, who I mainly play fighting games with. And they're, like, slightly better than me. They are. So they pushed me so I could get better. And, like, that's where I had epiphany because it's, like, when I was in college... I play well. Actually, I think I left that year and I came home, and so like I'm playing like against the homies. I'm playing against some people online, mm-hmm. and I play online. I had a good record. I think I had like I think I played like maybe eighty games, and I was like fifty and thirty. So I was like, yeah. I'm positive. I'm good. I'm like solid. I'm good at the game. Happy. Graham was like, "Yo, join this call." Man, everybody put hands on me. Hands, feet, elbows, knees, and all types of shit. You with such confidence. Bro, I got humbled so quick. I was just like, damn, nigga, they are good. Why are they so fucking good? And I was talking about, oh, bro, I suck. I, I, I hate right. this game. And I was like, nah, what the fuck? Because it, it, I think, because I think, I don't know if you, because I know you had a theme with Tyler and 24 hours and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I would say pers- Perspective. Because it's like, some people just have this small, minuscule worldview. Like, once shit gets opened up, it mm-hmm. fucks you up. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, that's why fighting games are so hard. Because you could give someone a situation. Like, it's like like real life. You could give someone a situation. There's, and I personally believe that there's no such thing as overreaction. Because mm-hmm. it's like, if you put someone in a situation, you never know how they're going to handle it. Yeah. Same thing with fighting games. There's no such thing as an overreaction. So you can give someone the same situation and like, all right, I'm going to hit you, but you blocked it. Now what? There could be four to five answers and all them shits be wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but they still might try all five answers to see if it's wrong yeah. or not. It's a very like react and then, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of the word. Like basically it's a reaction kind of, especially with fighting games, it's a reaction kind of timing. Mm-hmm. You got you to gotta time everything together. And, mm-hmm. The first, you know, shit that you tried could not work. The second, the third, the fourth. But mm-hmm. it's like if you if you stay persistent and keep going, like, you never know. Because you can eventually figure it out, too. Because I think that's, like, especially with me. And like I said, I'm stubborn. Uh, and you could maybe say egotistical asshole. <laughs> Some other words you could probably use to describe me. But, like, 
Pride is a motherfucker, and I noticed that in the FGC, and that's like one of the downsides of the FGC because it's. I'd say as far as gaming co- communities go, it's probably like the the bottom of the totem pole. It doesn't really get the respect it deserves, and like, you know, in like League of Legends, there's like two million dollar contract type mm-hmm. shit. Like where FGC, they're gonna hand you like fifty dollars in a coupon. Yeah. Hey, congrats for winning this big ass <laughs> tournament. That was super hard, but <laughs> but like that's what I'm saying. Is like pride is a motherfucker because. You'll have people blame somebody's character, mm-hmm. blame like how they play, all their random. They just do wild shit all the time. It's like, yeah, but at the same time, like you didn't do nothing to adjust it. You yeah. didn't do nothing to get better. You didn't do nothing. Like it's easy to put the blanket. And, and the only reason I bring it up too is because it's so it happens so much in that. It's a blame. Like I feel like a lot of games, and even just playing local shit, like a lot of it's blame game. Or I don't know about you, but growing up. The thing I heard about the most is, like, if you find a game that you're really good at, right? Like, for me, it was sports, like, Madden 2K. I was really good at Madden mm-hmm. 2K. I'd have friends come over or play online and stuff. And you'd hear either on the mic or you'd hear it when you were at a homie's crib or stuff. It's like, man, this game's cheating. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not cheating. It's just, you just got to play or, like, know how to do stuff. Like, I've never feel felt like, unless a game has, you know, definitely really bugs that are, like, holes and stuff. But for the most part, no, it's just... You know, figuring out the reaction to stuff and how you can do. I think with sports games, it's kind of harder because, like, like say, like Steph Curry got a ninety nine, yeah, three. What's going to determine if he misses or not? Because mm-hmm. it's like I think I don't think it happens with two K, but you can get damn near green. They'll say slightly early, and then mm-hmm. they'll bank and like miss completely. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? I did damn near everything right, and it still didn't go in. So it's, it's kind of harder because I guess it's like it has to make sense. Yeah. It's like even Steph Curry, if you, if you say Steph Curry is the greatest shooter of all time, he has to miss. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have a game you program where every single, single yeah. shot or like LeBron drives down the lane and dunks on everybody every single time. Mm-hmm. You can't have it to be that way. But in fighting games, three presses, a three frame jab, yeah. that shit gonna come out with three frames every time. Unless he's, you know, has to block something that's plus, which makes the jab come out later because you have to like respect it mm-hmm. and like something that's plus is usually a move that's like super slow and super obvious that it's coming so then that way it's like that pushback and things of that nature like there's so many techniques. have you started to learn a lot of stuff like of course over like the years of playing fighting games and then like you know doing things now like have you started to see like exactly how in your head by playing like how the game's made and like now you can know the reaction of this and that like it's so crazy because it's like when I was playing Mortal Kombat, I thought I knew Mortal Kombat, but I didn't really know Mortal Kombat. And then like going back and now learning it is like you see things completely different because it's like, oh, well, why did he hit me there? Well, he hit you there because he was plus because mm-hmm. this move is like plus four. Like Street Fighter, Street Fighter Five, right, is a three frame game, which means every sixty seconds. Uh, I think if it's a frame happens every. Uh, I think it's it might be opposite. Sixty seconds a frame. Mm-hmm. So three frames means that that move will come out three frames. So like your light jab is your quickest punch and the quickest recovery because it's so fast and it comes back. And then like your heavy punch is like that big beefy button yeah. that like you could knock your ass out, but it's slower because it's obviously the slower button. So it's like. Once you figure out frame data and you figure out, like, the reasoning behind things, it's, like, you get better at the game because, like, some people would play on autopilot. 
to where, say, you're doing a combo, or like you're doing a block string, and then you end it in a fireball. A fireball technically is not safe, so you don't have to always end it in that, because mm-hmm. if you start ending it in that, well, like, I know that every time he does his block string, he's going to do a fireball, I can just jump on a fireball and punish mm-hmm. him. And it's like you start developing those mind games and you start to understand why people do certain things that they do. Some people, not going to lie, no matter how much you get better at the game, and, like, I've learned this, too, with other fighting games, some people just go play with their face. Like, mm-hmm. they just go headbutt the controller and shit just happens and, like, you can't question it. But at the same time, it's like they're good at something. Mm-hmm. So, like, they might be crazy as fuck as a player, but they're disciplined enough to know when to block. Or they they know the right combo to do. And that's another thing about fighting games is, like, say, you know, there's a hundred for the health bar, right? Mm-hmm. If you're, you could be a better player, but if you can't do the combos that get me killed, mm-hmm. you're giving me more, more opportunities to beat you. So, it's like, if I have more opportunities to beat you, I can beat you. But, yeah, fighting games, like, just learning more and, like, opening my mind to them, I'm just like, damn, I didn't realize how fucking... There's a lot of shit to it and, like, knowing... That's the other thing is, like, the combos is, like, breaking it down. Like, a lot of people don't go super... Because I remember... Right... <laughs> I remember, I, don't, I can't remember which Mortal Kombat, it was probably on the PS2, but, like, I was a kid, and, like, mm-hmm. I used to write down, because, you know, you'd have to really start, like, look at the combos, like, I would write down the combos on yeah, the notebook, you know I what I mean, that. have I it ready, that. and so just, like, I'd be playing, and then you just, like, you know, peripheral vision, like, look, and try to do, you know, it's, and I feel like people always would get pissed off at, like, the button mashers or whatever, it's like, but they're still winning, mm-hmm. what are you gonna do, like mm-hmm. you said, what are you gonna do to stop it, like, I feel like there's no really wrong way to play a fighting game. Correct me if I'm wrong, but, like, I just feel like, for the most part, like, when people used to get upset with the button masters, it's like... I, there's probably not no wrong way to play a fighting game. Like, especially, I mean, as long as it validates your per- purchase. Like, if you spend $60 on this game and you want to play it with your face, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, do what you do. But it's just like, I think that's where the FGC part comes of it. It's like, if you want to get better, then you have to like kind of relearn and reteach yourself. Yeah. Because it's like, what might work on me is not going to work on like a professional player. Mm-hmm. And another thing is like, some things will work online. And some things, like online, another thing too about fighting games that a lot of people get a misconception of over here. Online versus online is completely different. Like, because online, you know, you might be playing 150 ping, which mm-hmm. is not too bad, but it's borderline to where, you like, if you're late, you're not going to react to mm-hmm. it. Offline, there's no ping, so you mm-hmm. can react to it, and then you're quicker, and you have faster response, and you can do better combos and things like that, so you might be able to do more of the optimal combos and the crazy combos, and, like, that's the scary part, because you're like, oh, I know this works online, but, like, you can tell when somebody, like, oh, yeah, you only play online yeah. versus you play offline, so you know what the fuck you're doing, and... I don't know, because it's, it's like, uh, I guess it really just depends on what you get away with. Because, in a way, you have to be wild. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was to play against a pro player right now, fuck am I going to do? Yeah. I'm not better at anti-airing than them. I'm not better at combos than them. I'm not better defense than them. I'm not better at reactions than them. So, I kind of have to play a little while and take some chances just yeah. to kind of fuck with their mind. Because nothing's worse than overthinking. And then, like... I can play a pro that kind of has a set guideline how they play, mm-hmm. and I'll play them good. I'll play, like, discipline, and I'll, I'll be back and forth. It'll be good games and sets. 
I can play against Joe Schmo 69, Lover 69, that just fucking jumps and does sweeps yeah. and does all the stupid shit and then beat me because yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck yeah. he's doing. He just keeps jumping. It's just that crazy dynamic of just like the randomness. Kick, and, bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, man, I lost the other... So I, it was funny because I was streaming the other day. <laughs> I was playing against this Ken player and I'm talking like he would do the DP, the uppercut. Mm-hmm. Do the uppercut, teabag. I'm like, no, this man ain't teabagging me. I get up, he sweep me, teabag, and do all this. And then, like like I said, Grim Ghost and uh, Meltdown were all in my ear. Like, bro, why don't you just do something? I'm like, nigga, I'm trying. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> like, I just didn't know what to do against it. Yeah, it's... Once you find that, like... I feel like sometimes the simplest things, like, especially in fighting games, when you're, like, trying to work and fucking think about all this shit, it's, like, the simplest low-kick motherfucker keeps doing it, keeps doing it, like... They win every time. I don't know why. It's because like it's because oh, a fighting game could be overwhelming just because like first going into it, yeah, like it's like it's a lot. Like you know, if you don't know, like if you're playing with somebody who actually knows, like what the fuck they're doing. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like you want to break it down. Everybody wants to like learn. <coughs> excuse me. Everybody wants to learn combos and do cool shit like mm-hmm. that, but it's it's deeper than that. So it's like you can learn combos, but okay, how you gonna set the combos up? How you even know you're going to get that combo? Your combo might start with a sweep. Mm-hmm. You might never get a sweep during the whole fucking game. So what you going <laughs> to do? And then it's like, all right, well, somebody's pressuring you with that same scenario. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, that's the wrong choice. And it's like, so you have to like theory craft and try and try and try and try and try and try all these different scenarios. It's literally like, it's uh like, be like the scientific method, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's like, where it's like observation yeah. and like, like you gotta do all that stuff with fighting games. It's fun. It's a stressful thing, but it's it's super fun and rewarding once you finally get it. No, it is. I wanted to ask you though, like, especially with, uh, I mean, there's been so many different fighting games that's you know came out over time and everything. Like, what's an obscure like random fighting game that you played that still has like a special place? It could be from the. It could be a newer system, an older console. Mm. Like, what's something that's? Because there's definitely been some random ass fighting games in in you know in history. So what's been like one that you remember that you really fucked with that like maybe no one else fucked with? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Ah, damn, I'm gonna have to think about that a little bit. I know one that I'm playing a lot recently is called uh, Scrollgirls. It's like it's this weird, twisted game with like girls like one girl has her hair is like a, a monster or some shit and like it has good net code so that's yeah. part of the reason why we play it because it's like you're able to play it online and mm-hmm. it feels like it's offline um that's a crazy game and that's one of, <coughs> that's one of those games where it has like multiple combo structures like you could pick whatever it's a 3v3 fighting game mm-hmm. or you can you can honestly make it to where you only play one character like it has all these different dynamics and stuff like that and then like you can uh choose your own sis like it's one of the few games where it's like usually if they have a character they'll give them like three assists so they have three options mm-hmm. but in Skullgirls, if you say want the uppercut to be assist if you want her to only shoot a fireball you could do that like you yeah. could like if you wanted to only press the heavy button you could do that like you could customize so much in that game so, which i'll never commentate it because there's <laughs> so much shit in that game that i'm like nah, this is too much for me but like just on the outside looking in, that game's kind of sick, and you could do you could do a lot of freely shit. Um, 
Guilty Gear. Uh, there's a new one coming out called Strive, and like Guilty Gear is just sick because it's an anime fighter. So like they got air combos and doing all these types of stuff, and not to mention they also have like good ass music, good ass mm-hmm. like Japanese rock. I don't know how to describe hey, it. Metal the score on the fucking video game makes it. You know what I mean? Some of the, the classic ones that always go into it. Like I feel like music on a video game really makes you want to play it more. Like, mm-hmm. you think about those classic soundtracks. Because it also takes you to a time and place. Because, like, I remember GTA's music. I would, yeah. like, like Smoking and Riding was a dope yeah. song on that one. And how they had Kendrick on there. Like, yeah. YG on there. Um, yeah, and that's another thing. is Guilty Gear has some good-ass music. Uh, that's the thing that I hate is because I grew up, like, a Mortal Kombat guy. Mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat music kind of sucks. I'm not going to hold you. Yeah, like, they got the theme. They yeah. got the original theme. Yeah. But outside of that, you yeah. can't name another no. Mortal Kombat game theme song. But Tekken got some good-ass music. Yeah. Um, Guilty Gear has amazing music. Killer Instinct has amazing music, too. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if you remember the Super Nintendo Killer Instinct Black, yeah. black one. Yeah, but yeah. I used to love that. Like, I grew up Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat, where Capcom and Street Fighter and stuff like that, I just now got hit to, like, oh, once okay. I got with the squad or whatever. So you never played, like, Street Fighter 3? Like, you know, like, the, the big shit? Like the, so Third Strike is my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. I played, I obviously played them, but I wasn't like, like you weren't big on, yeah, I wasn't big on them like I am. I, was way, I wasn't big on Street Fighter until like, I started like going to barcades and shit and then like, but Street Fighter is so sick and it then, is. not to mention Street Fighter, like, Street Fighter did a collab with Marvel. Yeah. That game's sick. Street Fighter did a collab with Tekken. Mm-hmm. That game's sick. They did one with SNK, uh, King of Fighters and stuff like that, Fatal Fury. Like, they did all, they do all these collabs, and Mortal mm-hmm. Kombat is just in this own little world. Well, obviously, the Mortal only Kombat. thing, like, I feel like, I, I think the only thing I remember that they did was the DC one. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which was, like, it was interesting. I don't know. I mean, it's a love hate. Like, that was a tough one. It was dope to, like, see it together, but I feel like it could have been just maybe made you know, a little bit better. I think what, uh, so, I don't know if you ever heard of the fighting game Injustice. Yeah, yeah. That's NRS. So that's Mortal Kombat. Mm. So that's the same people. So they killed it with that. But yeah, obviously Mortal Kombat versus DC didn't really work out because yeah. they don't really want to see Batman get his head ripped off yeah. and stuff like that. Which is a tough crowd, but I would love to see like if Mortal Kombat were to do a collab, Killer Instinct makes sense. Literally, yeah. it's called Killer Instinct. Yeah. Now, it's been like the newer version is great and it's amazing and it's kind of more PG, mm. but like it's called Killer Instinct. I'm pretty sure they're gonna be like, all right, yeah, you can kill our characters. I feel like we need to take it back, man. Like I think some of these games that, you know, like the fighting games and shit. For me, one of the major things I played like fighting game wise growing up was like Dragon Ball Z games, and I mean from. See, I didn't. I I was kind of not on. Did you not play them? I played them, but I couldn't tell you which ones I played. I wish I was on. I was hip to those ones because it like, was like Budokai. Yeah, and everybody then, keeps saying Budokai and then, but then, then Tenkaichi. Know, I think. Yeah, yeah. But that the third one is like the most expensive one I think now, like retro wise. Like, really, it's like a ninety dollar game for PS two. Like I don't know if you like collect any of like the older systems or shit. So, I but. see. I wish I did. I did have my Xbox three sixty, and then like one of my favorite games of all time is like Blitz of League two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good ass with good the ass fucking game. animations Man. with the phone damn I the forgot about yeah, the the steroids yeah. the storyline they told I was just hyped for that bro yeah. like that shit was so sick to me and like I wish I played older Dragon Ball games but I just never got around to them and like I would love to collect consoles once I finally get a place and like mm-hmm. move in and stuff like that but then like once I I, I technically, I think I'm a hoarder in a way. I don't have room for this shit like that. So, like, that's why I never really kept stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's tough. 
it's so hard the market on it like it sucks because now like like i got the ps2 and like now it's like it's so fucking you know expensive like to get this shit like i started trying to find like the games for the childhood like ps2 like things like that and uh it's just all expensive like gamecube was so two years ago i had almost every single like system you could think of i got really into my problem is i'll collect Mm-hmm. And then I'll just release, like, so like, I'll collect it for, like, a year or two, and I'm really fucking hyped about it, and then I'll just be like, alright, so like catch them all, and like, yeah, them all. like, so I had a PlayStation 2, PS1, GameCube, uh, SNES, NES, fucking everything besides Xbox for some reason, like, I had all, you know, all the major ones, and I sold... You know, I had all like the the bigger games, like those console favorites and shit, and I sold everything to Jay's for some reason. Like I sold it all because I had a homie that was working there, so I got a good deal for it. But now it's like I sold Paper Mario for like forty, right? And now it's a ninety dollar game. Like Man. I can't get it back, and now it's you regret it. It's Especially like, like when they keep like I think they just recently released the Paper Mario, which and it drives be- the it's tough. Like it drives everything up, and it's. I don't know. I'm really big on like trying to get the the games from the childhood for some reason. Like I don't know. It's it's fun, especially like you know when people come over and shit. It's like yeah, I got you know that on PS2 or like because like I don't know if you feel this way. I mean I don't know how much of a gamer you are now, but like newer games just don't hit the same. Mm-mm. Like I, I love some of the newer games. Mainly like the fighting games are good, but like do you play any story games or like you know? I just actually or... it's funny that you mentioned. I just beat Resident Evil Seven. I enjoyed that. Mm. I never, like I said, I wasn't a Capcom guy, yeah. so I wasn't really big on Resident Evil oh, and then the so classics. Like, yeah. So like when two got remastered, yeah. three got remastered, so I played those. Like kinda, I'm catching up now, yeah, and I'm like, so. okay, I fuck with these. That was a cool. Um, I played Ori. I don't mm. know if you heard of that yeah. one. That one's pretty good. Uh, and then I want to get into Persona. Yeah. Persona Five. I, it just has this it, the vibe of the Joker and the comics and the fact that he goes to school and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the music. Oh my god. Maybe like gaming music is something that just doesn't get appreciated enough. I feel like it was just. I don't know. Like I think about like a lot of the, like a lot of it's Japanese pop for some like you know because just where it's made and shit. But then you have I mean some of these like classic games will have like amazing soundtracks and shit. But it doesn't get appreciation like movie soundtracks do I feel like like we need more we need more love for like the gaming soundtracks of, like, I don't know if you're like big into rock but like Guilty Gear got some yeah bang <clears throat> like Guilty Gear got some really fire tracks that are like rock inspired like I catch myself getting hyped to like Big Big Blast Sonic um Break a Spell and then what's the other one I don't know the name I I'll have to slink it to you. I don't know if you'll like it. Yeah. I don't know if that'll be your cup of tea, but that's the one thing I loved. And I like that's caught my ear. Because it's one thing to play a fighting game, and then it's like, ooh. When you play something to mm-hmm. some music, or or like, I, you had to play the Saints series, right? Yeah. Say, bro. Yeah. And I think, was it three that had the Kanye West power? Yeah. Man, that oh. first mission where you hopped yeah. in the fucking mansion, <laughs> and then play power. Um, Thug also had some good. Uh, good music too if I remember correctly the, the series itself like uh, Tony Hawk in general really had it but for me there's a very obscure skating game that was actually produced by Rockstar it was uh, Skate Thrasher Skate and Destroy I don't know if I played that yeah. one it was from like 2001 it was little like blocky characters just on Playstation right but they I'm a big Trap Called Quest fan they had Tribe on there they had a few other like really good hip hop versus like you know 
Tony Hawk series had more punk with a little influence of hip hop, mm-hmm. and the the skate and destroy was a lot of like you know hip hop skate and shit, and it was yeah like I don't know it's the same thing like growing up listening to those games or like you know sport games or fighting games or this and that it may, I mean of course like the classic like Mario themes and shit is, really makes you uh, that's what I get nostalgic for I think mm-hmm. it's like I mean the game itself it's just like just to hear that shit like to hear it takes you back to play Sonic and hear Sega you know what I mean like it's what was uh fuck it was Sonic Adventures yeah the first city I I don't remember the name of the yeah. city but that song was fire too and then also actually speaking go back to Thug real quick I can't believe y'all like there's some notes I did take because like I said I did listen to the Tyler episode how y'all gonna slander Thug too y'all ain't fuck with it like that all right here's my thing I like <laughs> Thug too man Thug two was dope but it was just it was a I feel like the there was only a couple different things that they changed as far as like the actual mechanics of the game goes. That's and fair. And I felt like it was just too fun. I mean, not fun in the sense of like it was just too kiddy. Like it was just like silly. That's the word I was looking mm. for. Like versus Thug, which it was like it felt a little bit more serious. Like you know, you were the story mode behind it because Thug Two was just like the story mode was like it was pretty much like an episode of Evil of Bam, which could be dope. I- but. I'm not mad at those points, but I guess, like, at the same time, what my mindset was, was, like, where do they go from here? Yeah. Because, like, both him and Eric are pros. Yeah. And I guess we didn't really get to see that world of pros. We got to see the outside looking in. Like, Thug, I ain't gonna lie, Thug is a classic. Yeah. Like, the shit was cool that she was a skater and that she went to, like, I think, Hawaii Mm -hmm. to do the part that Eric stole. And then you had that battle with Eric and Thugs and, like, you had to move to Brooklyn. It was the first, like... Yeah, exactly. Like I said, like I I loved the Tony Hawk series to the point where I want to get the fucking NeverSoft eye tatted on me. Like that's actually I've said that multiple times. Mm. Like it's gonna like happen one day. Like I it's just a part of my childhood that like really is like whatever. So like when I went to, I, I remember Pro Skating Four to Thug. And it was like it was just like a mind blowing experience. Then Thug Two came out. I'm not gonna say we didn't play it, but it was just. That's know. fair. I, 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 I looking at it from that perspective. That's fair. Because I do remember Thug too. I think the only thing that I hated, it was like, obviously looking back on it now, it's story driven. Mm-hmm. So like, you going from Hawk's team to Bam's team yeah. made sense. But I was like, I want to stay on Hawk's yeah. team. And I was like, what the fuck? And then, did you play like, American Wasteland and stuff like that? Did yeah. You? American Wasteland I played and then, I, I honestly played all the way, like, for the people that uh, probably, I don't know, the younger audience listed, like, blockbuster hollywood video you know all that shit so like i after i owned up to thug 2 but then my homie alec at the time he had american wasteland and then he didn't like it so he's just like oh here take it so i took it home and played it and then i rented what was the next one after that project eight or was it proving ground i can't or pro whatever it was I think it was proving ground yeah so proving ground and then it's a project eight i owned project eight so i bought that because that was the first one on 360 when i had a 360 i want to say that i got and then then we got skate and then skate kind of just took over just took over and now we're getting hopefully skate forward but <coughs> what an asterisk by it we don't know what that's gonna yeah, look like and or how it's gonna EA be. always like will make you buy a bunch of DLC so we'll see how that I don't know I yeah. feel like I'm not gonna buy every single board or cause what's a program the one where you could slow motion yeah yeah that and then I, it went they really took it apart for Project 8 cause it was like I think a the premise of Project 8 was, like, you had to get a bunch of, like, escape film, like, made. And I think that was, if I remember. And so 
There yeah, because they did take it to where it was like do it yourself type yeah. thing. And then yeah, I remember that. Um, that yeah, that's because that's the thing is like honestly, we should, probably should have went with a Thug Three. I know mm-hmm. you don't want to really like. Do and now it. we got the remat. Did you play the remaster for one and two? Nah, I didn't play that. I one. bought it. Did you like it? It brought me back, but it was just I don't know. It, it wasn't the same. Like it looked fun to play. I don't know if it looked sixty dollars fun though. Yeah, and that was the issue. So we. Uh, <laughs> Uh, my homie Sean and I, who I've known for, like, years, like, we, we both have the PS4, and he found this, like, thing that, because, you, you know, like, Xbox, they have, like, the, you can share one profile, or, like, you could share yeah, 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 games, yeah. you know, Sony doesn't do that, Sony don't obviously do that shit, but we found a loophole around it, where we could sign into our PlayStation networks, like, through, you know, basically have our profiles on each system, mm-hmm. and then you just download it, and then you're able to have the game, like, sometimes, like, Sony will figure it out, and basically try to kick you out of like your profile Mm -hmm. but for the most part it works and you play online and everything so we started doing the thing where we'd like buy i like i bought tony hawk and then he bought like madden or like i bought this and he bought that and so we started doing that and so i remember we got tony hawk together and i played it and it was just it it was worth the money i spent on it because we split it because we're like we're not paying 60 bucks for this Mm -hmm. but we still want to play you know so 30 dollars for a remaster i'd play and I mean, like, they kind of, they had the right idea with Skate not being out for a while. And then I was like, well, let's remaster Tony Hawk. I would, I would love to see a Thug or Thug 2 yeah, remastered. I feel like that would have been better, in my personal opinion. Mm. I think, hmm, I want to say 3 is the one I played. Yeah. Because do you remember the one that was like, you got to wash your ass mm-hmm. if you must, or else you'll be funky. Like, that. Yeah. that's the one I played, and that's the one I remember vividly. And... I just kind of, I, I don't get why EA always ends on a great game. Like, they ended Skate 3, and then they ended NCA 14. Yeah. Perfect. And then it's like, they just don't go back to that and things of that nature. I think they get they get scared, and then they just, or they run shit to the ground. It's like one or the other. Like, yeah. you can't, <laughs> you can't do fair. it. Like, I don't know. It's tough. Like, uh, I get why the NCA, and that's why I'm like really happy for it to come back because like of the whole like pay the college athlete, you know, like that whole thing that happened. But then you got games like yeah, like skate. I didn't get, but then you have like I was a big Battlefield fan from three. Okay, like, from, I the only I one I fucked with was like the Star Wars ones. Yeah. Okay. So like the was it the Battlefront or whatever? Yeah, Star Wars Battlefront too. See, it was dope to play with like Darth Darth Vader and like you know fucking Luke and shit, but. It went back to EA's problem. It was like there was like a lot of DLC with it, and honestly, the biggest thing that I was pissed about is I played the Battlefront way back, you know, in the, the day or whatever. Where I don't know, like you got to offline play was so dope, but then online play, like that was the start of that, and you got to do shit. I just hated that there was never a space map, and I never understood it. Like I never understood that. So when you played the original Battlefield, did they have a DLC problem? No, they didn't. That was okay. weird, but. It wasn't, um, did, I don't know, did EA do, I wonder if they did, that's a good question, I don't know if they did the original game or not. Cause see, like, they put, I think they put Star Wars Battlefront, cause I have a PC now, Yeah. and they put Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PC for free, so like, you know, Ghost Grimm, Meltdown, and all them, the squad was like, let's hop on that, so I'm like, I bet, we hop on that, <coughs> and then we're playing like the 4v4 mode with heroes versus villains, mm-hmm. and the issue was... You know, I'm playing, like, uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. My Kylo Ren is, like, a level one mm-hmm. versus this, like, Yoda 
that's a level 100 yeah. with cards all maxed out. And I'm like, why is there not a mode mm-hmm. where there's like no cards so I can actually fight this guy? So I'm over here. We're getting kicked, our <laughs> ass kicked. And it's like, we're not getting our ass kicked because we're bad. We're mm-hmm. going to get our ass kicked because they have these OD cards yeah. that we just can't compete against. And then that's what was disheartening about that and like the battlefields and EA. And I'm just like, man, this is this is not fun. Like, I want to play, like, I don't care if you have modes where your cars matter. That's yeah. fine. That, that makes sense to grind. It can be like, like a starter. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it can, can be, be like a starter league, like, where, like, maybe one card only or something to where I can balance this out. So it's fair. Right. And then they would talk shit, too. That's the worst part. It's like, when they would talk shit, it's like, bro, you got all the cards like, maxed look, out. Look where I'm at. Look where you're at. Like, like what you, see me in a month. Right. Like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, that, that's, that was the worst part. Let me ask you this. With... Yeah. When it comes to, uh, like, DLC or spending money on your game to advance whatever your character, whatever you're doing, would you rather, do you have more respect for people that, like, build their shit without spending money on DLC or, like, this and that? Or would you rather just say, fuck it, just spend your bread if you got it, then, you know, upgrade your character that way or whatever it is in whichever game, you know, because a lot of times you can spend money and fucking, you know, like, 2K, like, my player, you can spend all this VC and get fucking your player at 99 like the same day but then they started changing that they mm. started changing that to where now it's like i think it limits like 80 yeah or 88 before you like have that. to like work it right and which is which you know it's the best way you can handle that because i ain't gonna lie grinding 2k fucking sucks yeah especially since they changed it to where you can't even put on a rookie no more and are like I, I don't think you get the same vc that you get on hall of fame no, that you do it, it's like uh tears to it it's but they i feel like there's games where I don't know, like, I'd rather, it's kind of nice to have, I think it goes like the pride shit or whatever, it's like, yo, like, I built my shit up mm-hmm. here, and I did this and this, and now, versus, like, you you hop online, and someone's, like, fucking amazing, and they just... I mean, as long as it's realistic, mm-hmm. I, like, I I have no problem if you, like, if you wanted me to dedicate, like, a month's time to get to, like, say, the max level, or maybe not even the max level, say, A tier, mm-hmm. or, like, beats here and like i could compete within a month's time and just grinding i'm with that that's fine but like don't make it to where to get to like c tier or b tier i have to spend a year grinding non-stop this is the only game i can fucking play like i don't like that i feel like that's disingenuous because it's like now you're making it pay to win mm-hmm. like you're not saying it's pay to win but like the only like if you want to get to here mm-hmm. yeah i get that Cause that's the same thing with like Madden and like the Mutt series. It's like oh. you're not gonna get a good card no. by just grinding. You might get a few good cards. You might yeah, get some good cards not, as the market goes yeah. down and someone sells. Oh, it. I tried. Like I, I spent. I remember I used to pre-order Madden's. Like when I would get it, I would be like, okay. I honestly didn't play much. I was a franchise guy, but then I got into or online. But then but I, the franchise sucks. Too. It is, and that's when I got into Mutt. And then I was like, all right, bet. I was like, I'm not really trying to spend a bunch of money on this stuff. So I was like, okay, I do the same thing. I get the pre-order deluxe. So you start off with a little bit, and then mm-hmm. you build your shit from there. Mm-hmm. And I'd get my team to only about a 78 or 80 overall, and then I'd go and play 94s, 95s, and they'd have every single legend card, and they do all this mm-hmm. stuff. Like, it's it, it it gets a little disheartening when I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm gonna get there without spending the money. And, and I think that's what like kind of turned me off to like. I think that's what kind of turned me off to, like, esports, like, literal sports. Yeah. Because, like, Madden is based around Mutt. Mm-hmm. And, like, literally, I think last year, I don't know, I, I saw a TikTok 
Oh, yeah. Some guy was complaining on a TikTok about Madden in the run game. He said the run game is too power, overpowered because some guy won championships, and I guess he had a punter at quarterback. So it was like, punters yeah. are usually like rated 12 overall yeah. at yeah. quarterback, and you mean to tell me this man won the championship with a quarterback? Like, not, I get like how they play is like pretty much run heavy, maybe mm-hmm. five yard outs and throw a bomb if somebody has a mismatch or they blow an assignment, but damn, like, really? So I hate how Madden is, and I hate how like 2K is always about the demigod build, and they're mm-hmm. trying to just pretty much break the game. That's so, what it gets. That's what makes you not want to hop in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Like it's for me at least with sports game. Like I got out of sports games. Like I still have. Like I I'll buy them, but I just don't put as much. Like now it's just like oh come over and play 2K kind of thing. Because like, 2K used to be my favorite. Like all right, I'm gonna just mindlessly turn off my yeah. brain and grind like my career, but. Yeah. Grinding my career just turned into a job because yeah. it's like so many. You gotta like, put in a nine to five now to like literally try to make your. Like shit, I think I'd be better off trying for the actual yeah, game. Right? <laughs> like my play, like how much you have to put into it is just uh, like ah, It's stressful though. It's super stressful. Man, so I got three twenty seven paused here, man. But I want to talk to you a little bit about music. Cause I know we 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 bonded a little bit over Freddie Gibbs. So I'm curious to Freddie hear Gibbs. and get more conversation yeah. into. Uh, who you're into and you know what you kind of listen to so what's if you're on the way here you know like on the way here or what's on the playlist every day that you're playing in the car man it really just depends on where I'm at like on the way here like I you know what I'm saying I, I my favorite rapper is Kendrick Lamar and like I said damn's on his 40th anniversary so I'm happy about that I still remember where I was where I was in my pink room like we have a living room that's literally called the pink room in my house and like DNA just got leaked. So DNA was the first song I heard and I kept replaying that shit because I'm like, bro, if damn's like this, it's over. I'm like talking shit. I'm going crazy. I'm just like, I'm almost ready to cry because I'm a Kendrick Lamar fan so much. But I love, like, I said all that to say that I love my conscious rap. I like, I like all that shit. But somebody that's ignorant and just lyrical at the same time, ah, I just got a soft spot for it. And then, like, Betty the Butcher, I get so hyped. Yeah. Like, once I heard, the Butcher coming, nigga. I was like, ah, shit, that shit, Betty, it's coming. And I just get so hyped. And, like, man, that burden of proof, especially the first song, mm-hmm. the intro was so hard to beat switch. Ah, like, ah. And then that's the thing is, like, I have my moods. Like, you would almost call it, like, multiple personalities because, like, one minute, I'm listening to Kendrick, J. Cole, like Wale. Mm-hmm. Next minute, I'm listening to Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. Teaching me how to sell dope 20 different ways <laughs> and push a T and Benny the Butcher. And like, I actually like West Side Gunner or West Side Gun. Yeah. I like him a lot too. And because he was killing some shit. Conway was killing some shit mm-hmm. on that. And then, like I said earlier with the Guilty Gear, I, I've been listening. Well, I know how they always talk about K pop fans and K pop stands and stuff mm-hmm. like that. KRB though. That's, hey, that's a it's different a shit. I don't know what the fuck they be saying, but some of the beat selection. Well, you can hear that's the it's the some beat selection, like, and then like you can just kind of feel it. I don't know, like, but some of it's actually English. Like sometimes yeah. they like switch. I don't know how they do it. They just like, popping a little English in there, and it's like, yo, what? Mm-hmm. Like, and then like, um, I really like R and B. I would say I play a lot of R and B. I kind of like uh, like early shit, or are you into like today's. I'm into like today's sound. Like I, I remember how you guys were talking on the previous podcast about SZA and Control. I mm-hmm. fuck with that album. I fuck with Kaylani a lot. Um, who else do I fuck with? I I just listen to a lot of R and B. Like I don't know if you ever met him, but Brian Mendoodle, he got like a, po- a playlist on Spotify, and his just sounds amazing. And like um, Alan Stone. 
Alan's so Sunny hey, Days. Yeah. I don't know if you know any other songs by him, but if you do, please put me on. I just downloaded some cop. Actually, Satisfaction. I think he covered Satisfaction, which was really good. Or he has a song called Satisfaction. Have you ever watched uh, Tiny Desk? Yeah. Oh, bro. Man. Hey. Not, not to mention, <laughs> not to mention, Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars don't talk to me for mm. like two to three when days. They dropped that, drop that, drop that album, bro. Because at first I thought it was an album, mm-hmm. and then I was kind of disappointed it wasn't right. an album. It was like a little intro, and then that song, that song was so. Good. But I'm still listening to, and then I I got hyped when they dropped the the live version on Spotify of their Grammy performance, and it Ooh. it literally just has this like little part. It's about forty seconds, but it's like a. It's just them doing runs back and forth, and it's just, I could, man. Man, I have to listen to that. Yeah, man. bro. Uh, like, shoot, I like Larry June. Larry June would be, yeah. like, talking that shit and also be, like, on a healthy kick, too, mm-hmm. so I like that, too. And you know who I forgot was so good? That's actually funny that I'm looking at my like songs now. Mm-hmm. Chance. Chance. All right. Big, big debate with Chance, all right? Because mm-hmm. I've, I've talked to multiple people about this, like, off-air and shit. So... For me, I started with Chance was like 10-day acid rap and yep. all that type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. I still thought Coloring Book was good. Yeah. Then we get in to the Big Day or whatever the fuck it was called. Like, I think it was Big Day. It's called Big Day. Yeah. Yep. How do you feel about it? Because everyone fucking hate. I feel like Chance went down after that. I still think there's a couple good songs on it. Uh, you have that song with the, I can't remember what band. It's like, do you remember whoever was the band with it? Like, I thought that was a decent song. So if you what's want, your opinion? So if you want my honest opinion, I did think it was kind of ass. Yeah. But, tell you truthfully, I never actually, because sometimes, before I would usually sit down on an album, I, I ain't gonna lie, I don't know if you'll judge me, you might kick me out your place. I know that the Rise Again fans might judge me, but fuck it. I'm that weirdo that looks at the track list mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, he's featuring him. Oh, I gotta hear that first. Oh. I, I gotta like I gotta All look right. at the names because right. it's like one thing about me is I have a picky ear. So yeah. if it doesn't catch me right away, it's kinda hard for me to listen to it. But then that's why like I'll like hear a TikTok or mm-hmm. I'll hear or somebody will put me onto a song. I'm better at if you put me onto a song, cause then I'll trust your ear yeah. and I'll sit there. But if I hear like a catchy part of the song, I'll fuck around and start liking the song just because of that alone. So that's how I've always been. So like when Chance was about to drop, I, I, I like Chance. Like yeah. Coloring Book. I like Coloring Book a lot. Yeah. So I was hyped. And then I was telling you big day, they're like, yeah, bro, don't even waste your time with that. I'm like, damn. It's well, like ruined that for me was, so for me, I'm the opposite. I'm front to back. I think it's because I'm so, you know, I'm vinyl fucking, you know, I listen to tapes, everything, like. Mm-hmm. And I, you got older soul too. Yeah. You can tell, like, with some people in music, got an older soul. I was like, I, I got, I got to do front to back. So, like, I listen when people drop, especially people I really fuck with. Like, I have to listen to the because there's a story within the album. Usually, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Usually, sometimes people just throw out shit to do it. But the people generally I try to listen to, they they're telling a story throughout the album. You would hope, or just I don't know. I just that's what you know. I always do it. But I was listening to the big day. I'll never forget it. Like, I had it on, like, my... It was, like, a Bluetooth speaker and shit. I'm just chilling, working, or whatever. And the fucking Hot Shower song mm-hmm. comes on. And I was like, I don't know. It's, like, it, it ruined it for me. Like, it was Oh, just, yeah, that's the one you don't like? Yeah. I just... I didn't want to hear... Like, it's just... I don't know. Like, it's... Chances... To be fair, that song didn't grow on me till like after the fact. I heard my like homies rapping it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, the baby's feature. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he's on it too, and I was just like, he's on everything. Yeah, pretty much. I'm kind of actually. I got a good question for you after that, but I think it's gonna sound so terrible because I don't. 
I don't fuck with drugs. I, I really don't. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can tell that story if I uh, got some time, but he sounded better on drugs. I hate to say it. It's like, he sounded so There's good. There's a lot of people, and I, I'm, like, so for people to, like, get, you know, get whatever help they need with their addictions and all this other shit, but I've had, it sounds fucked up, but it's like, Eminem, he was better not recovering. He was better on, you know, Slim Shady if you're an Eminem fan. There's a lot of people there, you know, I feel like, but maybe they're just better with their, like, art. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, at the time, I don't know. Well, I feel like, I feel like Mac grew, Mac Miller grew. That is one that he definitely grew better when he took some time. Like, Divine Feminine, I think he was not under the influence of shit when he was, you know, doing stuff or whatever. Now, if you tell me the name too, ooh. Let's relax. Yeah. I can't. I'll yeah. talk my head on the podcast where I don't want dead air to be. Yeah. I don't know if I can name two off the top of my head, no. but I know at least Mac Miller because I, I like early because I was actually talking to somebody today. I like early stages. I like where Mac was heading to. Yeah, like the range that he had because he was like a cool kickback kind of like white rapper that we yeah. kind of always get, which is cool and nice, but um. Once he started showing his range and other stuff he did, and like he got and got his different sound, I was like, okay, I fuck with this Mac, so I want to see where it goes. So it's unfortunate that his timely d- demise happened. He passed away as such a, and like for me, that was the same way. I listened to Mac from there to there, you know what I mean? Like from the, the jump to there. And so it's like, one, to pass away at Swimming, that I feel like was such a beautiful album, and what he was going into, then we finally hear the was it how do you say it? posthumous post-common whatever album it's like the album after death or whatever right mm-hmm. with circles like he was turning into not even a rapper it was just an artist a songwriter you know he could do it all and it's, it's artists like that that's very interesting to see like where they're set and you can't hate and that, i think that's going back to overall like artists in general we get so like attached to like the first album you hear right mm-hmm. and it's like okay you hear 10 day for me it was like acid rap where i was like really became that chance fan or kendrick like good kid but i heard i think i heard section 80 that was the first ever like see like my first kendrick song was swimming pools Damn. like the single yeah. so i didn't even know and then i went back and yeah. did my research so. but that's the dope part about music is like you hear something it's like all right now i'm gonna go back like mm-hmm. i don't hate on people who like say they heard fucking damn for that that was their first introduction to kendrick it's like if you really start to fuck with, at least me, when I really start to fuck with somebody, I think it's a general, maybe it's the, the the interviewer or whatever in me, but it's like, I have to dive deep. I'm like, what's this person, like, what, what are they about? Where are they from? What are they doing? Like, this and this, like. Because, like, it's funny, too, because it's like, kind of, actually, to your point, to a T, I fucked with good kids so heavy. Like, that made me a Kendrick Lamar fan, and that made me, like, as, like, number one fan. And so when you go from Good Kid, Mad City to to Pippa Butterfly, mm-hmm. it didn't hit right away. Mm-hmm. And then like you know, I, obviously being a black man in America, like I get some of the messages he has behind it too. Mm-hmm. And so like when I went, I was always trying to say like, oh, to Pippa Butterfly is great, because like I had a friend that was like, oh, this is trash. But I think he's like, oh, coming off a Good Kid hype. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, that's great. I just think if to Pippa Butterfly came out first, and then Good Kid, Mad mm-hmm. City came out, it it would like go crazy but they're not saying because i think it's also because he delayed it mm-hmm. it took like longer time and then it was like it had all this hype and all this anticipation but now being older i listen to like wesley's theory mm-hmm. and you you really sticks with me i i love myself that's a good mm-hmm. song too 
And then like just like listen to the it longer now. version of I like that's on the I think it's on the album right like because mm-hmm. like, it sounds like a live concert. band too yeah, right? yeah. You got the live band it's like the concert with it and then like there's the shit that goes fucking pops off mm-hmm. during the like I don't know it, Kendrick yeah so Good Kid in Mad City I'll never it was honestly so I was at North I think it was probably would have been my sophomore year or something like that I can't remember but Good Kid comes out. And again, like that was the un- the laptop you I could download whatever, mm-hmm. and I remember downloading it on there, and then I burned it onto a CD, and <laughs> for like yeah, so I played it in my mom's car, and I'll never forget it. And honestly, one of my favorite songs, like probably top five favorite songs of all time, is "Sing About Me." I'm dying of thirst. That's a good one too. I think it's just the the story throughout and everything. But then you get into "To Pimp a Butterfly," and it's such a beautiful album, and you know it's damn is and then he still has like the untitled on Matt, like some of these other things are but damn which that one took another time to grow up yeah because it was like oh it's new kendrick but it's mm-hmm. just, it's kind of hard to like he's really an artist like mm-hmm. he's really putting out some shit that you like you would think it's some throwaways but then it's like all right well let me sit on this and let me let me think about it too and then like so do you know kind of the story of good kid mad city wasn't it about wasn't it about his friend or some shit like that that like the story throughout the album isn't it like basically the story like him and his friends and then someone dies throughout the album and then it goes there i don't know like the full like story, i like think because i actually had it on top of my head but the knowledge bringing it up that's a good part too is because i think someone does end up dying and then he ends up kicking it with the homies yeah and then he ends up hitting the blunt that's mm-hmm. wrong, and then he's hallucinating. I think that's what it was pretty much was the premise was. It's like throughout this whole thing, mm-hmm. is he's hallucinating and he doesn't know how to like describe the shit that's going on. So like that's why some of the songs are. I think uh, that's why it switches so much because mm-hmm. it goes from you just opened up my shit now. I'm gonna have to listen to that because <laughs> it's like there's the story about what's actually going in my this like now especially hearing that is like I feel like it's a story going throughout what's going out throughout like a day or so in in his hooded shit right mm-hmm. but then now you add that to it it's like you know we you know at whoever does if you don't like whatever but it's like you know you smoke a drink you just chill to have a good time but there's still shit that's going around in your surrounding areas your shit that's going down because i think that's more like uh man down comes into play like because that's why he's like getting all hyped and amped up because of all the shits that's going on around yeah. him and then like that's last he got one of my favorite quotables on there he's like uh shit i, I like I don't really do this, but shit, I'm with the homies, so they do this, so it's like, yeah, that's what we're doing. That album has no skips to me. I feel like there's another album that has, like, zero skips to me, but I know off fat, like, at least two, Isaiah Rizard's Sylvia Demo. I don't know if I've checked, I don't know if I've heard it. You I'm never heard of Isaiah Rizard? No, I've heard of him, I don't know if I've heard of Sylvia Demo? Yeah. Tough. Mm. Tough. So, to me, in my eyes, those are two albums that I know I will skip shit. I just listened all the way through because it's it's hard to listen to like there might be an album where I don't like this or that or third. Victory Lab's up there too. I don't know if I like every song off of Victory Lab, yeah. but that one's up there for me as well. Um, you had to. This could be this. I don't know if this if you already thought about this, but if you had to rank Kendrick's albums, where you put in where you put in it where you put in everything. Mm. Uh, damn, that's kind of tough. Older me or like like me now or me like maybe a few years ago. Current you, current right me. Now, where are you putting everything? I honestly might put Tip of Butterfly first, and then, mm, damn, I like Damn a lot too. 
I really do. I don't know if I, I can't. If I got if I put to Pippa Pippa Butterfly first, I can't put damn second. So I'm gonna go Good Kid, Mad City, and then I'm gonna go. Damn, it's kind of hard. I guess I gotta go. Damn, I go damn, and then I'm honestly gonna go Section Eighty because I fuck with Section Eighty heavy. Like I fuck with that one a lot. Um, and then I guess all Untitled Unmastered. I, ha- I hate to put it last, but I guess, you know, someone has to be last. Out of everything, yeah, I would say. Because Section 80, like, early, you know, that's like K-Dot going into K- you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so it's like really hearing that shit. I, I, I think, yeah, I think To Pimp a Butterfly really doesn't get its flowers, you know what I mean? Like, it, I it won't. I think it's one of those albums that's not going to get its flowers. It's funny how, like... Oh, like we we gonna be all right. Like yeah. how that was like a movement behind yeah. that too. And it's like it's it's funny and it's crazy that like it's not gonna get his flowers until people really sit down and actually listen mm-hmm. to it. But it's it's because I think it's also because Kendrick has so much range. Mm-hmm. So it really just depends on the mood that you're into. Maybe that's why his ass hasn't dropped an album in four years, and he really wants you to listen. Because to... sometimes I I mean honestly I really. You know, of course, when people drop, it's like, all right, I gotta listen to it right away, and then I'm the front to back, so I listen to it all, and then I'll take like a week, and I'll play my couple favorite songs from it, and I'll go back, listen front to back, but then I, if I don't really like, I'll probably go away from it. Like, I think I stopped listening to Damn probably like 2018, mm-hmm. and then I had my few favorite songs in the playlist, right? But I had a friend who was really into Damn. And she's like, you got to check out, like, listen to it. And I'm like, okay. And so I put on the headphones, you know, fucking the over the ear and everything. So I really sat down and I don't know. There's the, uh, what song is it? The the song with uh, U2 in it is like XXX. Oh, man, yeah. It's like, here's some of those, like, the because obviously DNA, like Humble and some of this shit, but like, uh, Lust, like, there's this... Kendrick's a very, I don't know, I think he's one of our generation's artists that's going to go down in history for what he's done for music. I feel like. And it's it's weird, too, because it's like, I feel like Kendrick, it, it's so weird how, like, I love Drake, I love J. Cole, I love Kendrick. If you tell me the name of the top three, I might just end up jumping off the bridge. <laughs> I really couldn't. I, I, Kendrick's my first because I that's my favorite, mm-hmm. but I, I, I couldn't really put him in order. And it's so weird how like it seems like Kendrick gets the the short end of the stick always when you think about those yeah. three. Uh, but sometimes there's people that give J Cole the short, and it's like I really don't know how you determine them because J Cole could. I think J Cole's probably a good blend of Kendrick and Drake, yeah. if you will. Um, and that's true. Like, yeah, Drake. I feel like is at the level of like what we were, you know, pop star. Like he's. I mm-hmm. mean, he literally made a song called Pop, but like. And I've stated on multiple episodes or different shit is like I feel like you can't even say you're a Drake fan anymore because people don't even like respect your love of hip hop or music. Like if you say you're, oh yeah, I fuck with Drake or I'm a Drake fan, it's like, oh you just are into the mainstream shit. You don't know or this or this or like whatever is. But like, see, I got a hot take for you. I think uses his best work. I will die on a hill that uses his best that's work. Second, right there. Second? Okay, Nothing that's was fair. the same views. Really? Take care. Okay, nothing was the same takes me. That was my freshman year of college. See, that was my, would have been like my sophomore, junior year of high school. But see, nothing was the same. Got some tough tunes on there that a lot of people want to, like Tuscan Leather? Yeah. 
Oh man, that shit like is hard. Like that shit is so hard. Then you go into the deluxe and the uh, what was it? Furthest I think furthest things in the deluxe or whatever. I like, like furthest thing too. And then you got like too much for me. Like bro, that was such a good song. Like I'm saying, I'm done playing it. it. Yeah, that oh. shit was tough too. Okay, um, damn, ah, that was a really good one too. But views, like so, views for me. I'm working corporate at Wells Fargo. I'm like hating my fucking life and shit. Mm-hmm, and so 20, 2016 albums for me, like whatever was out then was such a big, like coloring book and blonde and like all these like, but views, like I remember fucking blasting feel no ways, like, like driving to work and shit. And it's, and then you really start to listen to it. It's like, like nine too. Yeah. Nine. Uh, you with me, especially now with X Festival, like it's. See, that might even been, because now that I think about it, because that was probably the same tour that was summer sixteen, and when he was here and all that stuff, you didn't go. I, didn't go. I feel bad for you. I went. I actually went in Phoenix, which is funny. It's like I went in Phoenix with my cousin, and then like dog Drake did some shit I ain't never seen. I'm talking like dudes raided out, looked like complete gangbangers. The description you would think of singing Drake like verbatim just singing to the hearts of content with a girl singing more than a girl I'm just like oh niggas wow Drake got it but he's got it like that I was like I ain't never seen somebody have the juice like that but to see people from like I mean there's people like you know I know Drake from Degrassi before I knew Drake see I didn't know that Drake yeah like I knew Jimmy like Mm. you know what I mean and so it was crazy to see like Cause my older sister watched Degrassi, and so I used to like people were you know watch it too, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and like I watched it, and I I watched the episode where he got shot, and I was like, <laughs> that wow. shit used to be so dramatic, but I remember that, and then he used to towards the later seasons he would rap in it, and he was act, you could tell like he was actually like kind of wanted to do something. So like then, that. what was your first Drake song you heard? Something from comeback season, I want to say like around there. I think mine was Ransom. Yeah. Like well, little Wayne, and then yeah. they say I get paid by the letter, and then Ransom came out. Break time, no. Well, I don't think no Drake wasn't on break time. I think it was just Tiger and Lil Wayne. Like it's crazy how like to me the greatest freestyle I ever heard was like Lil Wayne upgrade you, mm-hmm. and he said I just signed a chick named Nicki Minaj, and then like how Nicki Minaj, Drake, and Tiger really just took over yeah. like our high school and like yeah. college like they did. It's just kind of insane. And then even Tiger, like, fell off and then reinvented yeah. it, so. It's weird to see that whole, like, the uh, young money era of music, right? And what Wayne tried to do and honestly succeeded with. Because even if you didn't get everybody off, I still feel like, I mean, obviously you have Drake. Then I would say Nicki was probably second in success-wise, and then you got Tiger. But, I mean, like... Even the, the other, you know what I mean? Did like, anyone really think that little twist being Justin Bieber's best friend was going to pop off? <laughs> and when they gotta, gotta. Hey, I'm gonna, gonna. I'm gonna. I, I still, know why I still remember that. <laughs> to this day, to this day, Phoenix, bro. I still don't know what that nigga meant by, I got her, nigga. Grocery bags. I still don't know what he meant. I, I would love to look up a genius. Like, right? if I was working yeah. at Genius, what do I think? Like, like, I, hey, I, what do you think this means? Like... Actually, and then uh, I've been thinking about it too. So, two other good albums, I think, um, are Schoolboy Q's first one, Oxymoron. Yeah. And then Dirty Sprite 2 by Future. I fucked with those two heavy. Because I guess I was a freshman in college when Oxymoron came out. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, Gangsta, Gangsta. <laughs> I still remember that first. Collard Greens. He has some tools. 
when Kendrick started spitting Spanish, I was like, and I remember because like I, you know, I don't speak Spanish, but I had a lot of homies who did. That's so, fire. And I was like, yo, like what are the, what is he saying? Like you know during what this, is he saying? And they just broke it down. It was like basically like very. It was like hella sexual. It was like oh wow, because he said like basically put your fucking fat ass on this and this and like a bunch of <laughs> shit. Like and then it's like let's get it nice like this one, you know. And then also two chains two. I feel like hey. <laughs> if you had to put someone in the category, I think two chains is lyrical. I don't care. I'm willing to hey, die on the hill. His punches, bro, like they they make you think. Like it's just I don't know. Two chains get doesn't get hit. That's another person. I think treating this Versace belt like it's a mistletoe. Like, right? Come on, bro. That like he did say something funny because like I don't know. I had a kid ink face. Yeah. I was heavy in the kid ink, and I actually met him, took a picture with him too. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a terrible picture, but. <laughs> he got a song I think it's called Drop It or something it's 2 Chains. I think even Tiger might be on it and kidding this man 2 Chains literally said one on first one on second one on third home run <laughs> but I fuck with yeah. 2 Chains. 2 Chains, my boy yeah. I like 2 Chains a lot man, man I'll never forget like uh, so yeah uh, we're good can you pause it uh, yeah okay nah but like one of my uh Memories of Two Chains is his Titty Boy era, where you know I'm not gonna name names or nothing like that. But my my sister was dating this guy, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he he may have done some shit, you know what I mean? Just like anybody, you know, we're making money or whatever way he, you know, whatever. So I used to ride with him, and he would take me to school, and he had this like old fucking Cutlass, and he had the tape player, right? And he had uh, them early like fucking uh, what was it the the ox that you would put the, the tape in or whatever and you'd play it. Mm-hmm. And there was a, I can't remember the actual name of it, but it was a song with him, T.I., and like one other person was like, I'm riding around and I'm getting it. It's mine. I spend it. Yeah. Because so, that was, oh, that was the true religion true tape. True religion tape. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was my first like introduction. And then, you know, from there on, like I remember um, I was in California listening to Based on a True Story and like. That was good too. No lie with Drake. I mean, then Drake goes again, but like some of those songs and shit is too chasing. And now, honestly, he has one of my favorite shows, which is the most expensivest on on Viceland, bro. Like, I didn't watch that show. Bro, he just smokes and fucking goes and does expensive shit. I do want to like go back to that two chains point, but Action Bronson show, I fuck with that show. Oh man. yeah, that's a good ass show. Hey, I got the cookbooks, bro. I fuck with this. Man, that's when I think like dream interview. Like, one of them? Action Bronson? Bro, I think he's just fucking interesting. Like, from... Honestly, I knew about him with, through food before I knew his rap. The, the song really? I found out about was Baby Blue with Chance. Really? Yeah. It's, and then, uh, no, I guess that maybe I did know a little bit about him before. Because he was on um, that one track with Danny Brown and ASAP on... Uh, one Train. Yeah, One Train. Okay. So, I guess I did hear a couple things. But, but actually, another thing about Action, too, is uh, if you ever listen... Go listen to it. It's it's called Well Done. Status Selected. Action Bronson tape. Fucking fuegos. That's he honestly for the longest time since he hasn't really dropped music like that. Uh, he was in my top five. Like yeah. I would say, Isaiah Rashad, Action Bronson, and probably Drake Kendrick. You're okay. like, what the fuck are those two in there? And I'm like, nah, bro, they, they are I dope. I think Action. He has that again. That grimy New York fucking mm-hmm. like spit, and like he's still. And he be talking shit. Yeah, he's still good. The, the last one I really fucked with was him and Alchemist did. Uh, I can't remember what the album was, but Dimitri. It was a song on there I really fucked with, but 
I'm about yeah. to check that out. Bro, he, he's still dropping some music. It's just not as, because now he's doing, I mean, now he's weight. I mean, he's making me want to go work out and shit. Yeah, you look kind of good and hey. healthy. Also, another thing, to go back to that 2 chains thing, is when he was Titty Boy, he was signed under Ludacris and Disturbing the Peace. Mm. So, like, Ludacris owns, like, some of his shit. Oh, shit. I think, I don't know, I don't know how long he still yeah. owns his shit. And I think they were in a, I want to say player circle. Because I think he was in a group. It was somebody else. I, yeah. So for life, no, I can't remember. Was, I can't remember who else it was. Yeah, I don't remember the other guy. He yeah. didn't turn out, I guess. Yeah. But, <laughs> but 2 chains turned out. And then what's crazy is when he was Titty Boy, I think, because Brown Paper Bag. Yeah. Or, yeah. Nothing like the Brown Paper Bag. Or, wait, what was it called? Is it Brown Paper Bag? I think it was Brown Paper Bag. No, I think. Oh, Duffel Bag Boy. There we go. Oh, Cause the little Wayne had that yeah. hook and that shit went crazy and TIR two chains went crazy mm-hmm. in that one, and that's what I wanted to say. But yeah, action, I fuck with action heavy. I would love, cause like, and another thing to pick it back on the older podcast, cause I I didn't do my notes, my due diligence. <laughs> I fuck with Wu Tang heavy. Yeah. Like Wu Tang might be my favorite group, and then so him reminded me of Ghostface Killer mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then at first he was kind of denying the, uh, like similarities and stuff like that. Then he finally accepted it because I think he got confronted. But like action still, regardless, action is still dope to me. Well, you think about when his when he was coming up. I mean, they're he's a little bit young. I think maybe around the same age. Maybe they're all around the same age. But like, what's around there when he grew up in like Queens and shit? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and it's like so. It's like you have to pay yeah, dues and like acknowledge. Well, that. he had the uh, I can't remember what again what song it is, but it was. Um, he had a song that sounded very similar to like New York State of Mind. I think he made even from Nas, and like I feel like he may even like used a bar from it, but then like played it mm-hmm. to his own thing. You know, what I mean, it's all New York. It's all influence at the end of the day. Like if you, for me, like with artists, I feel like if you can make it your own and then use like a little thing to it or whatever. Like I don't know why again it just pops up in my head, but like J Cole, uh, J Cole's workout, right? Mm-hmm. Not only did he sample Kanye, but I don't think a lot of people know that like the hooks from Paula Abdul. From like yeah, I think I saw something like that. I didn't like so at first I didn't know that, but then of course it became a big radio hit. I'm like riding with my mom, and she's like, you know, that's Paula. I'm like, oh, who the fuck's Paula? I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. But then you know you start to see. But I think it's dope to like pay homage to artists, and I like the way that they do it. It's just like it's like when rappers use bars. It's like as long as you like start the flow with that certain like whatever it is, and then like you know think about how many people use cream. And like you know, sample that song or like say shit about that. Like, it's so crazy how like the like the creative mind works because you could have a song that's already sampled, mm-hmm. and then they could go crazy with it. And I think Kanye West had a sample that I saw the other day. I, 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 obviously, you guys can tell I be on TikTok a lot because I do make TikToks and stuff like that. But I think Kanye West had a sample and then they slowed it down and then it turned into another sample mm-hmm. and then they slowed it down and turned into another. I'm like, Jesus Christ. It's, it makes you think of how like they see music and yeah. like, all right, I could put these two songs together and make it sound fire too. Or just even someone rapping. Uh, I think, uh, I don't want to get the name wrong because I don't think it is Bobby Blue Bland. But ain't no love. Mm. Maybe it is. Heart, ain't no love in a hard city. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that Bobby Blue Bland? I don't know if it's him. I know Jay. But yeah, it, sampled yeah. it and then he killed that, and I was yeah. just like, "Yo, that shit's sick." I was just and listening I, to that today. <laughs> and then I figured out that song, and I was just like, "Oh man, uh, who sings that song?" 
I'm sorry for trying to look it up. Oh, they go. Oh yeah, it is Bobby Boo Bass. See, I ain't crazy, but just the fact that he was able to sample that and just do something with that and take I'm over. Big on samples, bro. Like honestly, that's how I fell in love to vinyl. Was or one of the reasons was because, especially older vinyl, I got interested to see which artists use samples, and then I like to hear the originals of it. Mm. So I like to try to find what I can and be like, damn, that's really worth it. You took it from or this and that. Or if I'm listening to music and it just pops up, like, I mean, I knew it because I'm a big Lauren Hill fan, but it's like, I like showing people too because I guess I'm just like a music nerd like that. But like, I'll play X Factor from Lauren Hill and I'll wait for people to like click and then they'll hear like, wait, isn't this nice for what from Drake? And it's like, no, like, oh, it started here, like whatever. And try to explain shit. I don't know. See, okay. I... From podcast to podcast, we haven't talked about TVH, which is kind oh, of crazy. Oh, we're going to get there. We're okay. still, hey, hey, we're trying to beat. We, you know, I, I wanted to, but I didn't want to put no pressure on <laughs> hey, you. But got... from podcast to podcast, dude, one, I'm going to need you to give me a list of songs. Just whatever you're trying to swing my way. I, I love adding music to my repertoire. Then what's your favorite sample? <laughs> yeah. Damn. Since you're going to put me on the spot with games, oh. I'll put you on the spot with music. What's your favorite sample? If you can think of one. Yeah, I really got it. Fucking, uh, now I'm blanking on the song, but Hard in the City, like, with, uh, I forgot the actual name from, I was literally just listening to Blueprint today. Uh, that one's good. Um, one, I really, I'm a big Kanye fan. Okay. It's controversial now. Uh, no, I mean, I, I still say I'm a Kanye West yeah, fan. Blood on Leaves, I Blood think. On Leaves. Uh, it's sampled by. What did he sample? There was a whole thing. I honestly just figured it out. Now I gotta fucking look at it again. Yeah, that's the worst uh, part about podcasting, bro. It's, no, Blood on Leafs, uh, he sampled... Who the fuck did he sample? While I'm thinking of that, though, Otis with Kanye and Jay sampled uh, Otis Redding... What song was it? It was uh, fuck it. It makes you... Oh, Try a Little Tenderness. Okay. I'm a, I'm a big... So, I grew up with... Not only I honestly didn't grow up with any hip hop in the household. I really? found I found hip hop out through friends and shit. My dad listened to Motown, blues, soul music, all that kind of shit. And then some of the newer like he grew up, you know, he's from born in sixty seven, so he uh grew up in the eighties and shit too, so some of that influence. And my mom was like just rock and shit and whatever was on the radio. See, I uh So I found out through hip hop through like older kids that were on the block or this and that so I want to get into blues I feel like I would like something like some of the music that they like hear a lot of samples from shit I bet I would and like my so my dad was pretty much like west coast rap like he mm. loved uh, like NWA Ice Cube things of that nature easy and then my mom she like R&B rap she pretty much listened to everything she I, I think she'll listen to Nickelback and yeah. go she'll like that's why, because sometimes they let me have aux at my job, and I have to play playlists, because if I don't play playlists, I'm listening to some, like, anime music, yeah. I'm listening to some some rap, some rock, some Japanese rock, mm-hmm. to some Korean R&B, like, my shit is all over, and I'm still trying to expand it. The only thing, as I know, like, y'all had the same discussion, like, I brought my notes, I'm trying to tell y'all. <laughs> He did his research, folks. Let's go. <laughs> like, I, I want to be a fan of this podcast, so I got to do my due diligence. And so, I, I am one of those people that's like anything but country. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sure there's a few country songs. I heard a few country songs that I like. I just, it's, I guess it's like trying. This is going to be clickbait. It'll just be the title for the little like TikTok videos <laughs> when eventually make. It'd be like trying crack. Like, yeah. I don't want to find out I like it. Like, I, no. Because it's like, yeah. also my job, they play a lot of country. Mm-hmm. Every, there's a lot of places that play a lot of country. It's cool. I'm not saying, you know, if you like country, you like it. But again, it's, it's kind of a feeling. Like I said on the last week's episode was like, for me, it's like Jerry's on the east side is about the only time I listen to country. That's because I got beer. And um, eating some amazing wings. If you guys haven't tried Jerry's wings, it's amazing. Go try. Might it. Like, try that. Uh, yeah, like I'm honestly like I don't listen to country like that. It's oh, by the way, it was Nina Simone's uh, "Strange Fruit." Okay. okay. So I don't know. It's just when he slows it down too, and it's her voice and everything. It's just yeah. And Jesus is a very slept on Kanye album because I feel like no one ranks it. I was, I was just about to say, we, we could go into that conversation, but I just want to acknowledge uh, Cushion Orange Juice. That's another oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I miss Wiz, man. I miss, miss the old Wiz. Yeah, <laughs> bro, so much. <laughs> and what's crazy is, like, I don't know if you remember this, but you remember, do you remember his first single being Say Yeah? Yeah. He yeah. dropped it. It didn't really work out. Yeah. It came back with the same single yeah. again. And then I actually like Say Yeah, so that was funny that it didn't work out the first time. And then, yeah, I miss always. I felt like everybody was tailoring because of Wiz and yeah, stuff like that. I'll never, I knew uh, <laughs> I had a homie in high school that bought the, the cat ears. You know, remember the from the Taylor Game video? I don't know if you remember it, but it was like these. You could get it at Hot Topic, but it was like a fur cat ears, and like they put them. It was like had paws going down, so like it was like kitty ears. Okay, yeah. It was Wasn't it like, black or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So like people would rock that shit, but that's wow. No, for me, yeah, cushion orange juice, bro. Like all those mixtapes, man. Like I was, I wasn't even like Rolling Papers was good, but I was more than mixtape. Like Taylor, was it Alder Alder Dice or Alder Ice? I don't know how to say it. But yeah, I don't yeah, know how to say. Was... You know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Like for me, the day that I stopped listening was. Whichever, whatever was after that, the second studio album for him that he had like, um, remember me or remember you with the weekend and like. Wait, you didn't like uh, oh not, oh not, oh only nigga in first class. I liked it, but that was the last album I really fucked with. Okay, after gotcha, that gotcha. Was I want to say Black Hollywood? Yeah. When he tried to go was... trap and like it was just I didn't under like and I I appreciate all different types of music and shit. But it's just like I didn't get it, like, mm-hmm. and people can switch their style up, and sometimes it just doesn't, you know, maybe you lose somebody. Because I mean, it's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Because if you switch your style, some people are like, oh, go back to the old shit. Then you go back to the old shit. Oh, this is the old shit. So then you're labeled as the guy who never changes. Just, and I guess it's just really about finding your lane and like what that's sounds. I feel like good. I mean, it, go, it goes back to like me being like a big ass Kanye fan, but that's I think Kanye is one of the artists that actually does a really good job with it. And honestly, like, I don't like his Christian album, but Follow God is pretty fire. Like, I like that song. I think it's I think it's a well-produced... I mean, he won the Grammy for it, but yeah, I don't... Well, people forget that Kanye West is a fucking producer. He yeah. started out as a producer. He produced for Jay-Z. Yes. Like, Chick-fil-A. What was it? Chick- You're my Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A on Sunday or something yeah, like whatever. that. I mean, yeah. I do want to get it, though. Like, on vinyl. Because I think, like... Isn't that blue? Yeah. Yeah. That, and then I think, like, 20 years from now, it's going to be, like... I don't know, just a dope piece to to have of history. Like. I just think the only thing that, like, the only thing that scares me about Kanye is, like, his discography is going to get worse. Because I yeah. feel like... That's a problem with The artists. last yeah. good one was Life of Pablo. Yeah. Like, you didn't like Ye? It was okay. 
I, I like it more than some people I know, but some people I know like don't fuck with it at all. I think it's a really good because I think all mine um, is short. I think that's yeah, only it. seven projects. It's yeah. crazy how he had that seven project thing. Um, space, speaking of which, with those seven projects, like I didn't know how good Kid C Ghost was. Kid C Ghost, shit. like I've been getting hit to like some of those songs him now. And, him and Cuddy together are just is just magic. Anytime they work together is like Reborn. Mm-hmm. Great song. Fourth Dimension. Yeah. Oh, man, that shit was good. But too. Yay, man! Like, like, Ghost Town, Violent Crime. Violent Crime is. I just I play that today. Like that's one of my favorite songs. I always said I joked around with my, uh, my sister. I was like, you gotta play this too, because uh, I have nieces. I was like, that's the. I was like, you gotta play this to her because it's about uh, North, like mm-hmm. it's about North, or whatever. But I think. That's a good song, too. Yeah, I think the range of, like, yay was good. But then it goes into Kids See Ghosts, because there's a Ghost Town Part 2, which I think is, it's not Fourth Dimension, is it? Is it? Oh, I I couldn't... I can't remember. I'm really bad at, like, I can remember albums, but I'm really bad at naming, like, the the titles of songs. Yeah, especially if you're, like, you don't have it in front of you, or you haven't listened to it in a while. And then Pusha T's seven albums, or seven songs on his album was good. If you know, you know. Um, The thing... See, also, I'm jealous of you, because... I can't have nieces unless it's like on my wife. Yeah. So whatever my future baby mama is, pressure's on you. <laughs> uh, so what would you say is your favorite Kanye project? Because I think I got mine. I think mine's the graduation. Graduation is really graduation is just too tough. That was, I it has a special place in my heart because that was the first, like CD. That. I went to the store and like copped like mm. like went to or maybe it was a little bit younger than that but like I know I just remember graduation going to fucking Kmart on the east side wow. and going and going that's a throwback for right? it <laughs> uh, and going there and seeing that fucking big ass Murakami design with the bear and like you know I don't know and I was already listening to Kanye before that but I remember Fashion and Lights video too yeah it was a uh, and stronger and like just the glasses and like all that like that was such an era of Kanye but for me it's a toss up between My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy see that's and, like a slept one slept yeah. one too like a lot of people fuck with it but at the same time it's like not it doesn't yeah but Yeezus I just you like Yeezus I haven't listened to Yeezus in a while I'm gonna have to listen to it too and it was uh, the I feel like it was the album that drifted either people fans went like I'm not listening to him anymore or I am gonna because it's just it's very aggressive but then you have different you know you got Bound 2 which is like the basically like him and Kim song or whatever but and I also think that's like the, the, Charlie Wilson coming in that's probably the best song on that album too Charlie and, you can make yeah man Charlie Wilson shout out to him he legend I was uh, just listening to Charlie, Charlie Wilson's dope, man. My RP, my grandpa, man. That that man would play him some Charlie the whole album. Like he was still, That's in my cooking playlist. Man. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, oh my god, I'm Charlie got some shit. I need to look at some is Charlie. Charlie. Last, Last name, name Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> I was wondering. <laughs> oh my god, uh, he got a song with T Pain too. That's yeah. tough. I can't remember the actual. No, he was second. just on. So another person that I was. I don't know, like, I really fucked with and still fuck with today is, and it's an era of music that I think if you weren't around for, like, really were into that, 
I don't know if people mess with them today is like Tyler, right? Like Tyler Crater. Mm-hmm. And that whole Odd Future was like such a new wave, Wu-Tang fucking, we don't give a fuck, we're gonna mm-hmm. do whatever kind of era shit. Because like Mellow Hype, Donald yeah. Genesis. And they were them. good at, like, I was just talking to somebody about this is, look how many artists came from that, right? Like Tyler and what he's done and, you know, his, whatever he's done with music. Because you can listen to all this shit before, but... I think Flower Boy and Igor is like some of I I need to sit down and listen to a Tyler project because like I think the last one was I want to say the last one I listened to I don't remember the name but I remember it had Dummo on there I think it was like Dummo twenty three like the song like sick to my motherfucking stomach bitch must think I'm a yeah. motherfucking dummy yeah. maybe it was Wolf it was it Wolf maybe okay it maybe it was. Cause I think actually I think I I had a, like an album yeah. site that I used to download yeah. and I think it ended up downloading the deluxe because it was like an art yeah. picture not necessarily and then they had the regular Tyler picture yeah and then so I never really got into them but I think is it internet yep With they got Sid a s- and Steve late like the was it like the the group you're talking about right? mm-hmm. yeah the internet yeah so that that's where I get you know with the odd future is so you had Tyler who went off. Of course, Frank. Mm-hmm. I think if Earl would have continued to really get into his bag and make music, I don't know what. I think there's a lot of things that happen with you know shit with Earl. Like I think he just didn't want to make music that much anymore. But I think the lyricist he was really good. But then um, Sid, which was there like DJ and like produce some music and shit. Um, she started the internet, which then also has Steve Lacey, who I'm a big fan of, and it just goes into like basically what I was trying to get at is like it's crazy to see like how Odd Future you know shaped like a lot of off and a lot of today's music is like you see groups like that and it's like it's crazy to see where people go and what that's true because like I would definitely say that internet has a big like influence as far as like R&B is now because yeah. like the R&B sounds like it's different. different now it's like a funky type vibe to it I was gonna talk to you about that too you mentioned like the R&B like and obviously like like early 2000s R&B late 90s R&B like I feel like sounds so much different than what's classified as R&B today. Right. Because like, I think it's just like, it's like that uh, that Drake line where he's like, athletes want to be rappers, rappers want to be athletes. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing with like R&B artists. Mm-hmm. R&B artists want to be like pop. Mm-hmm. R&B artists want to be rappers. So it's creating all these different sounds. Like, I was never just a Bieber fan, but Peaches and the song with hey. Kid Leroy yeah. is kind of fire. Like some of the songs he got on that thing is tough, and I'm just like, damn, I, all right, I fuck with Justin Bieber. I'm a big Bieber. Giveon fan, and like uh, Daniel Caesar too. So it's like when I saw them, I was kind of like, I don't know if you know, you put them on a track. Like, is it gonna, is it gonna go too pop with it? Like, what are they gonna do with it? And it, it's catchy. So like, Daniel Caesar's tough too. And I'm getting yeah. used to Giveon too. Like. Like I said, I just got a big ear for R and B. I just like that smooth sounding something in the background talking about love to, and life. Uh, Snow Allegra at all? Snow Allegra. I think I know what she looked like, and she's the light skinned goddess that I'm thinking of in my head right she's now. Like from like Sweden or something, bro. Yeah. Is she still light skinned goddess? Light skinned goddess that it was been. Look like she need me. I yeah. I think I know. I don't know if I actually listen to her music, but oh my god, if it's who I think it is, she look good. Um, I got you. Hold on, I'm trying because I'm trying to think of the R and B that I listen to. I'm just trying to look at like my like. I don't know if you fuck with Nick Grant at all, but he got a song featuring uh, "Can't Let You Go" with Terrence Martin. That's a nice little R and B vibe. Um, I mean, this is her album, but 
I don't know if you've seen her before. Oh, yeah. Yep, that's the one. I don't know if I actually listened to her, though. She looked like she needed me. I would listen to her music. I would. I definitely would. She. That's how I started listening to her. Because I was like, Damn, I don't know who fine. she is, but she's my future wife. I, mean, I, <laughs> I feel like, that. Love dreams and shit. But, I feel so, that. Yeah, I started listening to her. And like, I, yeah, I mean, I Want You Around is a good song. That's like one of her things. Uh, Fool For You. I don't know. She's got a lot of good. It's just all this art. There's so much good R&B now. Is I mean I fuck with Sir, uh, he signed a TDE. Sir's the one that released John Redcorn, right? Yeah, with the King of the Hill video and mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's good. It's because I was listening to him a little bit. I'm trying to get hip to because I, I fuck with TDE. I don't think there's a member of TDE I don't like. Mm. Like I like Reasons. I like Sir. I like. Uh, they had someone that had Schoolboy Q on the album and it was funky. It was different. I don't even know if they rapped on the album. Actually, it was like some some different shit. But Anderson Peck, I don't think he gets a lot of the love. He does it. That he deserves. He's now, great. I think now he will because, you know, you got with Bruno and I think he's going to get more Nat. But, like, I mean, bro, he's been good since Malibu and even a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I remember going back. It's funny how the shit works or whatever. But going back to a 2K track is where I first heard Anderson Peck. Mm-hmm. And it was the song with T.I. I can't remember what it was called. but I might have heard that one. I don't know. But... Uh, it was really good, and I remember I looked it up on my phone, and I started listening from there. And now it's, I mean, I was just again listening to him today. Like then he had the NX Worries uh, with him and somebody else, and <coughs> that's a tough project. Mm-hmm. That's a tough project. Suede, oh my god, I play Suede all the time. What more can I say? That's in that's in the daily rotation, bro. Like, so I said, there's like a bunch of, like it's funny, like literally. What's on my Spotify, like, you know, looking right now, is like, that's, I listen to a few of that, like, you got Gibby on down there, you got Drake, of course, Frank, I'm a big Frank fan, like, I think. Hey, you know what's funny, too, is me and him have the exact same birthday. Yeah? Yeah, October 28th, so everybody was cussing me out when I was trying to celebrate my birthday, and Frank then dropped that one year. Uh, I remember, I vividly remember that shit, I was like, well, damn. And then, you know who's actually, like, an R&B artist that I don't think people talk about? Childish Gambino. Awakening My Love was tough, too. Hey. Like, terrifying? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, Redbone, I'd be singing the shit out of them songs, hey. bro. I, I low-key got an R&B. Niggas, <laughs> <laughs> creep. I, I got an R&B soul, man. Uh, but that's, like, an album that he he mixed this, that R&B with the funk of the 70s with, like, it's... And that's another person that's like to see his I community is a really good show. It goes back to sitcoms, like all the way <laughs> all the way back to your guys' episode, but like community is a really good show and I just finally watched like I used to watch it like here and there, but I finally watched it through like a couple months back and he was in that. He used to be a comedian before he was an art like a rapper, then he was you know, gotten to everything else. My bad. Kyle. Yeah, I was I because I was about I to listen like, to Kyle on SoundCloud, Silver Platter. It was like the uh, Kyle. Uh, really, he was on. So he was on SoundCloud. That's how I, uh, uh, someone I knew. They're like, oh, you gotta check out this this artist, and he had a Silver Platter, and it was basically like I watched the music video, and it was kind of like Sandlot, and like he was doing his thing, and then now you know he's kind of he had that one song that blew up, the uh, one with Yachty. Yeah, I Spy. Yeah. And actually, like, I don't know if you listen to Beautiful Loser. Yeah. Tape, that's how it tapes. Sex is really. Super Smash Bros, bro. Like, Sex is... Snacks <laughs> and Cups of Patron. Like, 
all good titles. I mean, oh my god, what was the one I was just listening to? Uh, On the Road to Glory, Views from Hollywood. Mm-hmm. That shit is good too. Man, uh, what about early like like eighties R and B or like nineties R and B? I don't know if you remember. Uh, Take your time. Maybe we could do it. Take your time. Do it right. Oh, we yeah, could do yeah. it. Like, I, man, I, I really might be an R&B soul. I don't even know it. Last night, DJ saved my life. I'm just looking through my music right now, so mm-hmm. that's probably why I that mean, we're talking about it. You know what? I was, I was uh, talking to Bowie today, and I was like, man, you know what I wish I could do? I wish I could sing. Yeah, man. I used to be able to sing before puberty, and then my voice got deeper, and then it just... I feel like I could sing, but I'm like... One thing you'll see on this podcast episode and you'll see in general is I talk a lot. I don't shut the fuck up. So I feel like my voice is never 100% to where it can sing. I, I feel like I can sing, but... You guys heard it here first. It's going to be a live performance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not on this episode. Turn your speakers up. Uh, I got you guys on the next episode, but not this one. Simino? Uh, Simino? Yeah. yeah. Tough, too. Like, he, like, like I said, like I feel like... All these R&B artists that I'm saying are amazing R&B artists, but they kind of just don't stick to R&B. Like, they just got this wide range of just different sounds. How do you feel about The Weeknd? I like him. Um, are you trilogy only, or do you go past, like, like do you listen to, like, like I think After Hours is really good, like I mentioned last time, but I think... After Hours is a tape he's just dropped, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty good. I I found a few songs I like. I felt like I like a little bit of everything from Weekend. So he can't, in my eyes, do wrong. I'm not really like a set in stone Weekend type person. Yeah. I think what people don't talk about the Weekend, niggas wild. Like uh, people fail to realize that nah, he he's wild too. Because <laughs> he be talking about doing drugs and all types oh, of shit. Been out. Yeah, he's been out. Talk about like, like uh, I don't know if you ever listened to Fab like that, but when he did. Tell Your Friends and did yeah, that remix and yeah. then, like that was the first time I heard when he's like we used to sell drugs so I don't know we used to sell Jordans or Rob Jordans Rob, to get yeah. the girls their nose fixed yeah. I was just like what? <laughs> Isn't this the R&B love dumb type no, guy? No. And then what's that song called? All That Money and the Money is Open Ah it's a weekend song Oh uh, It's like All That Money I forgot what the other part is but The Morning? Morning? Yeah yeah. I like Weekend. He, he took a while to grow on me. Um, See, but you weren't listening to him like high school or like, uh, yeah, around there? I did, but I didn't listen to him enough to say I was a fan. I think maybe Party was... I'm trying to think of who was occupying my time. It might have been Party. See, I want to say. Early Party was really good. Early Party was really good. I, I'm not really a big... I wasn't a big fan of his last project, but like Recognize Era, like, you know, like with him and Drake and... See, that's that's the other thing I do with artists is like if I like Drake, Cole, Kendrick, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. You have like the OVO sound people, then you have like Dreamville and TDE, right? Mm-hmm. It's like I became, I started with these guys. Now they fucking have gone to their level where they've built their own labels and shit. And it's like now, like Boz, like I listen to on a fucking daily basis. Like he's so good. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Cause Boz, Cause is on there. Loop. Is on there, Dreamville. Yeah. Um, Dreamville is tough. I if, if not, if I wouldn't be a TDE member, I'd definitely be a Dreamville member. Yeah. Uh, but Party Next Door too, like oh, that yeah. one might not have no skips because that one's tough. Yeah. I don't know. I I remember playing that to a game 
and I was like listening to the whole shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, this is fire. Um, Fuck with division. I gotta get hip to him. I I liked him on views mm-hmm. till that. Uh, I like a few songs, but other than that, I, I, I don't know. But like like I said, I I love being put onto songs. So like you make a hey, playlist or whatever, you just tell me a list we're of just artists. Gonna, yeah, cause I there's a group of people that like yeah like we that's literally all we do. Like that's pretty much the eighty percent of like what we talk about. Is like so I just literally like we just go back and forth sending music and shit. So like. I, I'm. I hope you do the same for me. Like you'll be able to send some shit. But I'm just. You got Spotify or Apple Music? I got. I had Apple Music, and I do like Apple Music for the fact that you kind of put mixtapes on there. Mm-hmm. But I just learned that you could do it on Spotify too. Oh. I, I'll try to send you the link if I yeah. can find it because it's know. definitely a TikTok. But like, I use Spotify now because I just like that smooth transition yeah. at the end, and like you ain't got to touch nothing. It's just like I, I feel like, like the music because I have. Uh, what's this Amazon Fire Stick or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't got the like I don't got an Apple TV that's like a hundred eighty dollars. So that's why I because I like playing music on my TV, mm-hmm. and so I just put it on and then like go about my day and do shit and everything. Because so, seeing something like I'm telling you, like I love having my laptop. I still have a laptop to this day, but just seeing stuff on the big screen and mm-hmm. then being able to play music on the big screen is just hit different. I, I love it a lot. Um, so I'm trying to think of. What other music? What about rap? Who are you, like, listening to now? I feel like, yeah, like, Freddie. I feel like, uh, man, who else? Uh, Boz, I listen to a lot. Um, Boz got a few good tapes that I like a lot, oh, too. Uh, Milky Way, he had the one I listen to all the time. Uh, oh, that is Milky Way, yeah. Like, uh, Barack Obama special I listen to a lot. Um... Not rap, but Thundercat, Blood Orange. Uh, trying to think who else. Aaron May. I don't know if you know him. Yep. I like Aaron May. I like I like a few songs of him. Uh, I'm trying to. I mean, there's just a lot of people, man. Like I feel so many. And then like people here. I honestly listen to our people here in the city like a good amount. Like to the point where in my daily mix on Spotify, I think the homie Fly Life is. <laughs> I gotta check them out. I always said I was gonna check them out, yeah. but I haven't got around to it. I know I listened to like a, a space tape before. Yeah. Um, that was on SoundCloud, but other than that, I haven't really. I've seen their music and I heard a little bit of them. I'm like, okay, it's dope, but I, I haven't really sat down and like listened to their music. I need to do them some justice. And we do got that. some good people here, man. Uh, Teller, Teller Banks, like it's, okay, uh, he's really good. Be well, I heard. Is yeah, good Be too. well is good too. Have you ever been to, like, a show here, like, local? Uh-uh, I haven't had a chance. Usually I'm, like, working, and then, like, I yeah. think if Tyler's gone, it's like, ah, I don't Usually really... on the weekends. Because I, I hate downtown driving, bro. Yeah, I'm, I'm very picky with downtown driving. I hate driving in general. I don't... I'm not a big, like... Yeah, like, if... It depends on the area. If I have the opportunity to, like... And, like, yeah, I can drive, but it's just, like, if I have the opportunity to be like, yeah, can you just, like, pick me up? Or, like, can I just Uber and meet you? And then, like, I'll Uber back. Like, hey, Well, it's just, like, the only reason that I probably do like driving as much as I do is if I could get the fuck out, I'm screwed. I'll dap everybody up. Oh, I'm out to 730. But, oh, like I was telling you before, my boy TJ that I played uh, at Iowa Western with, mm-hmm. he, uh... He's an R&B artist. He's, he's well, tough. We need more of them. We need, we need more Because, like, the only one I know of right now as far as... I mean, I know, yeah, like, Trell. He was uh, he was on the podcast. And then, like, Nova. And then Apollo Spacey. Can't forget him. Like, there's some people, like... Again, we're just going to have to keep on sending shit back and forth to each other and everything. And Honestly, that's what our messages might look like. Right? Just, just like, hey, check this out. <laughs> just check this out, fam. <laughs> but shit, bro. Uh, one thing we haven't talked about yet that I want to... 
uh, close out the, the podcast with is your podcast. TBH podcast has been going on for a minute. You know what I mean? Like, I think people don't know that. You know, a lot of times it's like you guys have been, honestly, probably like one of the, the podcasts that have been around the most. You know what I mean? You guys have done different things, tried different things. You know what I mean? But it's at the end of the day, you guys have been out here wanting to do this shit and like put it out and everything. So uh, Tyler explained a little bit about it. But on your side of things, like what's been what's been kind of the your favorite memories of the podcast? What's been things you've learned from the podcast? Like, So for those of you who don't know, technically speaking, I think the podcast is like, when did Drake and Meek Mill start beefing? Mm. It's like, that was on our first episode. Uh, like, 2016? 2016. So, technically, it's like five years old. I thought I was five, but I didn't know if I want to say five or six. Technically speaking, the podcast is five years old. Um, so, really, I kind of tell the origin story before, but Tyler was just, like, for those of you who don't know, I, like, was in radio. Like I said, I made the joke about the radio face. Uh, I, I loved radio. I remember I wanted to do something with my voice, whether it was stand-up comedy, streaming, or, you know, radio. And I got denied by iHeartMedia, like, seven times. Like, I just couldn't get through, couldn't get in the building. And then when I did, they were like, oh, well, you take an internship. But it was like, I was outside of college, so I was like, oh, I kind of need to pay bills yeah. and figure out my life. So the Tyler was just pretty much like, yo, what if we just did a podcast? And I was like, what? You want to do a podcast? But me and Tyler always had some, like, funny and just goofy conversations. And then another thing that I had to take on my notes... I didn't physically bring notes, too, so before anyone says that, I just met nah, he's got a big-ass notebook right now. <laughs> yo, <laughs> why are you so fucking loud? <laughs> but, um, Tyler says that, like, oh, you can't tame me and blah, blah, blah. Like, we're both wild. It's just one of us got to have the structure. Like, I'm the one that, like, brings the equipment, makes sure it sounds good, yeah. does this and thing. So, I just pretty much let Tyler have free reign, so he's just the best version of him. And so when he ran the idea of doing a podcast, I was just like, uh, mm, all right, fuck it, let's do it. And like, it just kind of worked out because me and Tyler just known each other so long and that like, we just kind of two sides of the same coin and like, like one minute he'll be hot and one minute I'll be cold. And my favorite memory is just honestly, anytime we had an episode, I feel like there's always something funny or something goofy. Sometimes I get slandered. Even though I feel like everybody else got an opinion on some shit they don't like, but somehow, ironically, whoever our guest is and Tyler agree on something and they look at me like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And I'll be by myself and then I, nobody defends me till after the episode. They'll be like, yo, they'll hey, text we me. Had it. We had the one, though, with Goldberg. So, True. Like, hey, we True. did it. True. Goldberg, Goldberg is trash. We'll go into that another time. But, yeah. So, honestly, I just think any memory of mine is just, uh, like, like... It's always fun to just, like, that's the thing I look forward to. Like, I was looking forward to this today. Like, it's fun to talk to the homies, record it, and just hear how you sound, and hear how crazy you sound, and just just creating those ideas. And um, only thing that I would add maybe different to the podcast is I, I hope and I truly believe that, like, I hope Tyler believes in it, because I, I really believe in it. Like, you were putting me on some podcasts, which I would love to get uh, Hakeem on and mm -hmm. you on again. And, like, any other podcast is really trying to make it because I'm not one of those guys. Even though I do want to be the best damn podcast yeah. in Iowa, I'm not going to not shout out your podcast or not jump on your podcast. That'd be idiotic. Like, I, I'm not that type of person. And, like, I just hope Tyler believes in it because it's like I spent all this money. It's like I truly want to make this shit happen because I feel like there's a lane for everybody. Mm -hmm. And... 
it's just the funnest thing I could do in the week. Outside of, like, making my own content or making stuff like that, like, this could get Tyler fed and mm-hmm. his family good and his place good. And, like, I just love shit like that. And I love bringing on dope people because it turns into a story. Like, I haven't, and it's funny, too, because, like, we had Parker on Monday on ours. And, you know, people, they're like, oh, you've been gassing people up. I'm like, no, I... I gas people up, but I generally, like, once I tell the person I know who they are, like, especially with you, I'm like, oh, yeah, this dude, he's legit, he's cool, he's, I fuck with this person, and I feel like my listeners would fuck with this person, because they kind of have the same personality that we do, like, I don't bring someone on I don't fuck with, I promise you, you will notice when I bring someone on I don't fuck with, yeah. I'm just like, alright, here's this person, like, I'm not gonna hype them up, not gonna build them up or nothing like that, like, I, I feel like you can hear it. And it sounds organic, and it's literally, like, just the funnest thing we could possibly do. Because it's also mine. Like, I could be creative as, as much as I want, and I, I love that aspect of it. And just bringing dope and amazing people on. No, I really, I mean, to, to really just say and the same thing I said to Tyler is, like, you guys have something very special with that podcast. I really do feel like, because... Your guys' back and forth is always there. And then, like, even especially listening to, like, your last episode, it was just you two, like, before Parker's, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you guys have a good back and forth, but then you add the element of a third person or, you know, multiple, whatever, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to it. Like, I think it's, the topics are there, the, the conversation's there. And you could tell when it's organic and you guys are having fun, like, you can tell. Like, when you're listening as a listener, like, these guys are having fun they're not just like oh fuck i gotta do the podcast today or whatever you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's it's like i said it's just organic and you guys you see that and you are right i think there's enough there's enough food on the table for everyone to eat so it's like man fuck that's why it's like man i want i would love to fucking have you guys back i still gotta have the full tbh you know episode with both you guys and mm-hmm. everything but it's it's the point of and I think it's an opportunity that hasn't really been done here yet. And so it's like, fuck it, why, why not all of us? Because, like, know? also, like, with Tyler, too. And that's the funny thing is, like, people just think that I'm this cool, calm, collected guy. Like, nah, I got my own shit to deal with, too. I just let Tyler fly off the handle because that's how Tyler is. Like, like I don't got a story that's good as grapefruiting, but, like, <laughs> like if we get there in that conversation, yeah, I can share some shit. But then that's... <laughs> But that's what, like, I think it makes it so good is because, like, one minute you'll have, like, I, I love the ability to to bounce from conversation to conversation. Mm-hmm. That's that's the people I fuck with because I, I want to be able to have, like, a wild-ass conversation, then have, a, like, a deep philosophical-ass mm-hmm. conversation, then have a conversation about music because that's what life is. It's not just one thing. And, mm-hmm. like, that's why, like, I, I, when I'm not aware of what's going on, fill me in. Like, mm-hmm. I, like I said, I am a stubborn-ass person. I am a hard-headed-ass person. But I, if I want to learn something, I want to learn. I want to learn full stream. Because then when you were telling me about those podcasts, like the Minds podcast mm-hmm. with Keem, and you tell me about the other ones, I can't really remember off the top of my head. But I was like, okay, well, let me do my research. Let me go follow them. Let me go support yeah. them. Let me go fuck with uh, Phoenix's podcast. Because like, I did want to hop on the podcast, but I was like, you know, Tyler and him have the podcast, and I don't want to like intrude, like, oh, get me on the podcast. Because <laughs> obviously you didn't know me at the time. So I, I just, like, I'm just let fate handle this stuff. And that's when you brought it up. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'll hop on that. Like, once I know, I, I want to support in any way that I can. And just, 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 because what people fail to realize is, like, it fucks up the market if one thing is so high mm-hmm. 
and these things are so low. Like, you have to find that middle ground. Yeah. But if everything is so high, yeah. it boosts everything else. So, like, even that podcast you said that's sponsored by Bebops. Like, yeah. if one person is sponsored by Bebops and they have a shitty relationship or they don't, like, say Bebops wants to sponsor other people yeah. and you don't tell nobody that they exist and they're saying that now they can't eat. But if you tell everybody like this and now it's like a network and everything's like a smooth train mm-hmm. and it's all flowing, now there's a different market because now instead of, like, say if I get 100 and you get 1,000, say don't fuck with Phoenix, don't listen to his podcast, mm-hmm. now that's shutting off my 100 to yours and then you might not be able to grow. Because that next 100 might be some loyal people that that tell 100 and tell mm-hmm. 10, tell 1, tell 1,000 people. And that, that's, because, like, my biggest thing is, like, like I posted your fall cl- or your collection on my story because it's, like, there might be somebody out there that might fuck with this. I'm like, yo, yeah. I want to buy this. I want to support this. So I'm going to do the least I can with the homies. I can't promise you I can get to everything because, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a human being. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. I want to shut off. But anything that I can do to reach out and help anyone while I can, I want to because it's, like, like I said, if I can, like, how you said on our podcast how... You want to showcase and show people that, like, if they're miserable and they, they, like, this is a lane. This is something that you can, mm-hmm. I want to do the same thing. I want to be able to help people because, like, Des Moines is too talented. It's, it's actually insane how many people are doing yeah. something in the city and they're getting chances and they're getting views and stuff like that. It's like, why hate on the local scene of the rappers getting, uh, like concerts, mm-hmm. go make some music so you can get some concerts yeah. and like don't be scared. Like you're gonna fuck up. I, to be honest with you, tomorrow will be our like 46th episode, and that means like literally half of what we did before the three year gap. Mm-hmm. We did in like five months. Exactly. I'm still learning what the fuck to do. I don't even know if I'm doing it right. I don't know <laughs> if it sounds good. Like I still got a lot to learn with the podcast game, but. I, I want to be able to learn from you and what you do with your podcast. I want to be able to learn from Hakeem and, like, whoever has a podcast here. Anyone that's willing to work with me, I'm willing to work with them. Yeah. And, like, I just want to put the city on. Because, like, Des Moines is the shit. I, I think it's better to, like, live in Des Moines, have your bread right, have everything you want, and then go travel mm-hmm. versus living in a bigger city. Because, like I, like I said, for those of you who don't know, I lived in Arizona for a year. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even the dude in here. I wasn't the dude in Des Moines. Like, Phoenix didn't know me. Nobody knew me. Like, I wasn't shit in Des Moines. So how can I expect me to just automatically have the success in this bigger market? Mm-hmm. So it took me to learn that and come back. And I'm like, all right, well, now I got to fix it. And Tyler's just been a great supporter of that. Of, sometimes I got to, like, poke him a little bit like a bear to get him to talk. But once he erupts, he kills it. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, just that dynamic of the podcast and what we bring to the table. I also I try to make sure you're comfortable. Try to make sure that I build you up so you, you feel comfortable, you feel important, mm-hmm. and then whatever the fuck you got to say is important. Because, you know, I, I know this is your show, and I'm the guest, which is crazy that I'm it's actually my first time being the guest. Yeah. So it's weird to like talk <laughs> yeah, as so a guest perspective. Yeah, because yeah. it's like I want to segue some shit, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm the guest. So it's, like, important to, like, make sure your guest has that spotlight and that they can talk. Mm-hmm. And, like, I try to shut up and just try to let the scenes play out organically. But, yeah, I just, I love podcasting, man. It's, it's one of the funnest things I could do. 
you know, I, for me, it was honestly, like, one of the things I always wanted to do was radio. Like, I was very interested growing up was, like, the radio and the DJ and, like, whoever was on or, like, fucking going to school in the morning listening to Kiss and Elvis Duran, the morning show and all that type of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And you you see all these things and it's like now we have the opportunity to like fucking plug a mic into a computer and say whatever the fuck we want to say and be our own radio and show be our own radio show and i like the the self-boss type of shit that you can do with it and like i said there's enough for everybody to do shit that's why i love like this city and what opportunity is here and now it's starting to come man like being from here and seeing, you know, the skate park happening or seeing this and this happen, like, a lot of these things are, you know, it's it's just really good to see, like, being proud that, like, man, our city's coming up and the great people we have here and the great creatives we have here and just, like, I, I have full faith in our city of, like, what we're going to do and what we can do. And it's people like you, like Tyler and, like, you know, uh, Jawan and Shatai and like all these other people that are like these media platforms or what they're trying to do with it, that we're going to be able to highlight not only other people, but then ourselves, what we're trying to do. And then it's just a bigger community. Then it grows more and then keeps growing. And it's the organic growth that happens. And then next thing you know, we're the ones that are, and it's nothing against these news outlets and shit, but it's like, I feel like people like us of what we're doing and shit are more for the city more for the culture more things that are happening so we go and try these things and now we're the people that are getting the media passes to go do these things we're the people at these events that we give a fuck about because it's one thing to cover like news but it's you can tell when they don't care like they're sending someone down there just to do it just to send it so like Mm -hmm. like i don't know about you but it's like man like we were saying like over there is why can't we cover the do tour you know, why can't we cover the big thing that's happening in the city that we care about, at least? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the big dope thing that's happening. Why mm-hmm. can't we try to get in contact with whatever artist is in town for the weekend, you know, going to do shit? Like, I don't know. It's, it's stuff I think about that, like, and it's never been, it's always been the team. Like, it's the same thing. It's like, I want to see people grow and do things. Like, everyone that, at least, and I'm, I don't know about you guys, it was like, for me, like, everyone that I've had on the podcast, like, I still try my best to promote anything they have going on. I try to showcase anything they have going on. I reach out to, you know what I mean? Like, we built that relationship, and now it's part of that community. And it goes back to the community and everyone coming together. Because, I mean, like, even Tupac said it best. He said he might not be the one that inspires change, but he said he might be the one that inspires it in someone else, Mm -hmm. and they'll be the one that inspires change. So... Even if my podcast don't blow up, which I'm going to be sad, I'm hurt, it's going to hurt my pride, but if, if Phoenix and everybody else is killing it, I'm happy. I'm going to be the first one there, rooting with the t-shirt on and sporting any way I can. Like, that, because in a way, that's a win for me. Because if someone's checking out a podcast from the morning, and they see Rise Again, and they fucks with it, then I did my job. I, I did my job. I feel like that's the thing. It's like, it, it's so weird to me how, like, in California... You could tell someone tomorrow you're going to be a movie star. Mm-hmm. They believe. Mm-hmm. All right, well, good luck. I mean, it might not work out because this city is all filled with movie but stars, they but they believe. Then it doesn't sound crazy. If you say someone to hear that you want to be like a podcaster and do, do that for a living, what the fuck is that? What, like, good luck with that. Yeah, like what? That doesn't sound real. Like, go work at Casey's or some mm-hmm. shit. Like, it doesn't sound real. So, 
I think what we got to do is convince people that it's real. Because like, like I said, my parents in the beginning of the podcast, they always believed in me. I think the thing that just kind of didn't dawn on them is they never sold the check. So like, once they start seeing the check, or they start seeing, like, I, I don't think, it's never happened, but somebody come up, oh, you be hurt, I'll fuck with you, bro. I don't know. Something like that. Maybe they'll be like, all right, now I'm starting to see that this is real because people want to see that check. People want to see that validation of mm-hmm. working. It's like, it's cool if you work a nine to five. I just don't think it's for me. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think I'm way, way too fucking creative, way too prideful. Because it's like, another reason why I just never believed in a nine to five is because, like, I don't think that's how life works. Because, mm-hmm. like, like like I said earlier, the most consistent thing in my life is inconsistency. One minute, like, I could wake up at five, do push-ups, sit-ups, read a book, stretch, mm-hmm. do all these things, do chores, clean up the house, and work on the podcast, YouTube, all this shit. Kill it. Next minute, um, 12, eating some Doritos, belly all out, right. feet in there, <laughs> stink, bombing, like, that just happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like, some days you're going to be sick and some days you're going to call off. Some days you're going to just rest and not talk to a single person in the world. I feel like that's more human. Like, I wish that some way, somehow, you could have it to where, like, instead of working eight hours a day, you have, like, a 12-hour gap. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, I work three hours, but I need a nap or something like that. You could do that. Or, so, you know, some, some realistic. I don't know how it would work because, obviously, businesses need to run the structure, but... Some always I think the, the hard part is, is for a lot of creative people is the structure that fucking sucks from it and then you lose creativity and structure so for me the it, for me at least a lot of times it was like the institu- the institution mm-hmm. of different things like corporations like working for like a cubicle setting mm-hmm. felt like you were in, one you were in a literal box but then like two it's just like the creativity wasn't there and I like I don't know about you, but you pretty much said that in a way. Is like I like the open about like what the fuck my day's gonna do. Like mm-hmm. I like the surprise of it when you start to do. And again, like for me, it's nothing against the people that work nine to fives and that's what they want because I'm more of like if that's what you want, then that's what you want. If you want the nine to five and you want to build up the corporate ladder and all that stuff, then that's what you chose your life to be. It's just for me is I like the option of like I wake up tomorrow. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but I know I'm going to do something creative. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where are we going to go from there? We'll see. You know what's crazy, too, is like, you ever feel this, like, you know, wake up, like, or you're getting ready for work, shower, brush your teeth, and then, like, you just have this, like, gust of wind of energy, mm-hmm. and, like, you you thinking of creative shit mm-hmm. on your way to work. And then you go to work and all that shit just dies because work was some bullshit yeah. and you just stressed and you're just thinking about, oh, I can't wait till this is off. And then you're off and then you just go to sleep and all of it dies. Yeah. Man, I, I, if I had a dollar every time that happened, right. it's, it's actually insane. It's the hard part is like I had that with a lot of jobs that I've worked and is trying to find that for me, like, you know, I'm not at the point where I can go and do the full, like, I realize, like, I can't go full-time creative right now or full-time because we need fucking bread. You know, I live alone, shit. I need to pay rent. You right. know what I mean? But if I can find a job that I can, like, it sounds bad, but it's the truth. It's like, if I can find a day job that I can at least, like, be good with and stomach, you know what I mean? And, like, at least, I don't know, have some sort of, like, I like to, like, for me, I think everyone has these little things, like, whether it's, serving or you know 
office. I mean, some people do the office thing. They're really good at it and they know they're good at it, but they have the creative dreams of whatever else they want to do. For me, it's like uh, retail. I've always been good at sales. So like, I know I could do that without thinking. So yeah. it's like, okay, I'm gonna pick, sucks too. yeah, I'm like, I'm gonna pick a day job though that I can do without thinking. And so when I'm at work, I'm thinking about the other shit. And then I try to find a job where I can do the best at that. Mm-hmm. And then when I go home and it's not perfect. There's some days where you do go home and you fucking just take off your fucking work pants and just chill and like, you know, maybe get some shorts on and I chill and I grab a beer and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to move. I don't want to move. I ain't doing shit. I only want to fucking turn on the TV. I'm just here. <laughs> just you know? sitting. I'm quiet. just sitting. And sometimes I'll put on a podcast, preferably the TVH podcast. You know, you can uh, check it out. Oh, love. I say, you know, but no, so it's just really finding that thing because you're going to get to that point, man. You're going to get to the point where you want to do whatever you want to do. It's that, like, I always said I'm going to quit my job, too. Funny enough, that Kids See Ghost song where it's like, I feel free. You should quit your job to this. I don't know why. That's the song. So I say whenever I, like, know fully that this is it, like, I'm, I'm putting that shit on. And I'm riding off to the sunset. And I'm doing whatever I want to do. And whatever that is, is whatever it is. And I think another thing, too, is, like, I think we're a lot of people with the creatives, they're not in a job that helps that creativity. Mm-hmm. If there was like, it's opposite. It's like if I was like, you know, obviously have the podcast, but if I was like an audio engineer or something like that, to where I'm learning about audio to make everything sound better and things like that, or working with video editing and like in my craft, all right, nine to five don't sound too bad, yeah. but it's like. I work at a restaurant. Yeah. So I got to make sure you get the right food. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, fuck your food. I'm worried <laughs> about this creativity. And it's like, uh, that's the frustrating part. Because there's so many times where it's like, I feel so creative. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking of ideas. And then I'm at work. And then it just dies. And then I just don't have the energy. And I just don't want to do it. And I mm-hmm. just want to get away from the world. But it's like you said. It's like, you need bread. And it's like... I've been presented with some amazing opportunities that, like, oh, if I just take this internship and work 40 hours and overtime and basically mm-hmm. work a full-time job, you won't get money, but you'll get experience. Yep. And it's like so many places need experience. It's like when your phone could get you money. Like, mm-hmm. uh, today I was watching videos on Robinhood trying to relearn the yeah. stocks. And, like, I'm, try- I'm trying to have multiple sources of income so that way if – Another reason why I do want to look for, like, a full-time job as, like, kind of what you're saying. There's some perfect, actually, what you said perfectly of, like, where you can't think, you don't have to think about work, but you could do it. Is because the type of job that I have now, it's, like, it's causing my stress levels to be high. So mm-hmm. I don't, because I can easily see myself saying, fuck this job, I'm just walking out. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that to be, like, well, all right, now I'm about to get put out because I can't afford rent. Mm-hmm. I still need to pay rent. But then, honestly, if I get to a point where, Say streaming pays a little bit more, or mm-hmm. YouTube pays, or podcasting pays. And I need you to show me how to switch to Anchor if I really can from Spotify mm-hmm. or from SoundCloud. <laughs> I do, I'll do it. Um, if I can get into that, well, I'll switch my jobs to part time because mm-hmm. it's like I like working and I like that security of the weekly check. Mm-hmm. But bro, it's not for me. It's, I can't do it full time. No, it's it's getting to the part like for me. I work the tip fucking top of part-time right so i work like 29 a week around there but then i found it goes back to finding the different sources of income like right now i have that part-time and i have like my vintage that i make money on and shit and then i try to like do other shit or whatever but it's 
it's trying to it goes back to yeah trying to find like i always say i want to find multiple sources of income but i don't want to fucking it's like you ever have people walk up to you and like i don't know if they do it at restaurants but they did it at retail it's like the pyramid scheme people and it's like or it's like that that one friend you knew from like six years ago and they come back and you see them you haven't seen them forever they're like i'm doing good friend how are you and they've never talked like that before and then they end up you know getting your number and asking for a cup of coffee and then you go have the cup of coffee and this is really getting into a rant but they they go and uh present an opportunity to you and they say they're getting mentored or like some shit like that i see i never got that far i i because like i it's funny that you said that 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 happened to me a few times when i worked at Foot Locker. yep but i was like nah i'm good yeah and also because another reason i was good is because it's like oh let's show you all the money you can make and i'm like oh word that's lit i can make that why the fuck does the top person get that much money? Yeah. Well, because there's a pyramid scheme of this and that, and I'm like, yeah, but if but I... Why do I have to pay you to, le- like... It's like, if I beat him, yeah. he still gets more money than me. Nah, I don't want that. Work. And that's how I always got me. I remember, like... But anyway, so, like, the whole point of that was I, I always told myself is the same thing I still want to tell myself is I want to get paid to do what I love to do. Mm-hmm. I want to wake up and get a check or get fucking checks from everywhere from what I love to do. And if I can wake up every day and do that, whether it's getting fucking sponsorship money from this podcast, whether it's doing my vintage shit and making money and doing that, doing my clothing, like it, I forgot to mention that on like on that, you know, like your estate, I love to create so much, but then on top of that, it's, I'm trying to give myself the opportunity to be like, man, I want to do all these creative things, but it's like, man, we also, you know, got to pay the bills. And I want to try to find like multiple sources of income where we can wake up and do that. And then it's, I want to see everyone else do that. I want to see you do that. I want to see, you know, if Tyler, I know he said like, he, he you know, kind of wants some more creative and work and stuff, but like, and same with the homie Neek, but I want to see everybody do what they want to do. Cause like, I, I mean, this might be another quotable. Somebody might've already said this, but there's no way God put my vision, like me being able to see life through my eyes, for me to fail. Like, I, I just truly don't believe, unless God himself come down and say, hey, be hurt, you a bum, stop. I'm gladly lived the, I gladly <laughs> live the bum life, live in my parents' house and just be chilling. But I just truly, truly feel like there's no way I'm supposed to do that. I'm supposed, I feel like I'm, I'm seeing life through my eyes for some reason. I got to do something yeah. with it. What are you going to do with it? And it's it's our thing of, you know, the drive and passion we have to have from it. And those shitty days where we don't want to do anything, we got to do at least a little bit. You know what right. I mean? And that's what I've been trying to work on. It's like, man, I really... And, like, still processing and all the other shit of mental health and stuff. But it's like, man, when I have those, like, really down days, I'm like, all right, let me at least, like write an article for the site or let me at least do this so then let me ask you this because at least i felt like this i don't know if tyler ever felt like this have you ever felt like if you had a gun to your head could you say what you're good at i feel like i'm good i feel like i'm good at motivating and inspiring others i think i'm pretty good at that but Uh as far as skills wise goes I mean, I feel like I'm pretty good at uh, having the idea, or like, I don't know where this, like, I feel like I'm really good at conversating. Mm. I guess that would be one, whether it sells, whether it's this, that, and that, but I do have struggles with 
telling myself that I'm good with that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we're going to get real or whatever, but, like, it's the truth. Like, I think I have struggles of being like, damn, like, oh, you're good at that, or you're good at this, or whatever. I mean, See, I, I think, know. like, my thing is, like, I don't know what I'm good at. And I think that's a daily struggle of, like, like, but then that's the same thing of, like, I like too much shit. Like, I'm too much of a creative that I Cause it, Can't, like, is it annoying focus. to see one person that's really like a creative right and it's not even annoying I, I didn't mean it like that but I mean like all they do is fucking videography or all they do is this and because of that they're able to put all their time into it and it breeds them into like a further level of whatever they're doing with it I guess if because you know I'm a prideful dude I got the same pride like I say that Dragon Ball Z that Vegeta pride um, I won't say that's annoying. I'll say it's annoying how fast they found it. Because, mm. like, I didn't discover this part of me until I was pretty much done with football. So, the fact that they were able to, like, distinguish yeah. that they're creative and, like, they're good at art. So, I'm going to stick with art mm-hmm. for the rest of my life. Where I, I, I don't know if I would go back in time because, like, school sucked at points. And, like, yeah. there's shit that I just don't want to relive. But there's times where I'm like, I wish I could have changed this and gone this way or kept kept with this mm-hmm. and so like that's the thing I'm trying to get back now is time is like cause I've only been video editing technically for a year and a half and like I don't think I'm the greatest but I think I'm getting better but that's only a year and a half of work versus someone that does 10 years or this and the third and they just get it right away or they can learn something quick yeah. and like photo photoshop I've only been learning for maybe under a year mm-hmm. And, like, because I didn't used to make my thumbnails because I didn't have Photoshop. I had Adobe because you got to pay for it. But mm-hmm. but even with this podcasting, technically we've been doing it for five years. But I think we fucking, I don't know, what did we, what did we use? Did we use iMovie? Maybe, maybe we used GarageBand. Maybe. I don't remember what I actually used at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I used to record it. Because I know I wasn't at Audacity. I know it wasn't Adobe Audition because I didn't have no money like that. So it was it was something cheap. It might have been I. Well, maybe I uploaded an iMovie. I don't know. Cause then like I like I said, I'm still learning to this day, and like now I'm not even using a program because I'm able to use that mixer mm-hmm. and go straight through that, which doesn't sound terrible. But you can always make it sound better, which I might learn Audition because I might just keep it in the Adobe family. But like I said, I'm always learning something. Like it feels like if I'm not learning something, then I'm trying to create. And it's like... But that's a good thing, right? Like, I feel like if you're learning something new or you're trying to learn a craft every day, like, I don't know, it goes back to, all the way back to, like, the consistency. That's one of my uh, problems as well. And it's like, I feel like writing down, like, what it is that you want to work on that day. I need to do that too. And I'm not going to lie, like I slip sometimes, like I've been trying my best to try to keep on doing it and I think the more you write it down and see, because from what, I mean, I don't know the psychology behind it, but it's like if you write something down, you'll remember it more. If you you write it down, you'll want to do it more, this and that. I think that's what it is. Like if you write more, it's just, it's going to work out, you know, and uh, that's what I'm going to start working on is like literally... And maybe it's the same, bro, for you. Like, I think it's trying to think about, all right, today is the 14th, all right? When I go to bed, I'm laying down, I'm, you know, getting ready for bed or whatever. I write in my notepad, like, all right, what are you going to do tomorrow creatively? Like, what, what do I want to work on creatively tomorrow? What do I want to work on 
you know, what are, what goals do I have for the next day? I think it's also because, like, I haven't found my style yet. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I like, I'm influenced and I like people's style, but I don't know what's, like, mine. And I think that's another reason why it's like, like how you said, it's a good thing to learn everything, but it's not a good thing to learn if you're not creating your own style. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're trying to take from this style and blend it with this style and see if it works and it works out for you. And it might work for somebody, but it might not be you. And I think that's the thing. It's like, I haven't found something that like, yeah, this is my shit. And like, and then I haven't found something that was like, yeah, you know, that's my shit. Mm-hmm. It just feels like I'm just doing a lot of trial and error too. Cause it, it's like, if you ever... Like, even on YouTube, like, if you ever look at, like, certain YouTubers, like, thumbnails, it all fits, like, a theme and a mm-hmm. gimmick. And I'm not saying, like, you've got to be boxed in and have your gimmick, but it's who they are. But so, so you have the niche and it goes down. Right. You can tell that that's their work or that's mm-hmm. their edit, especially mm-hmm. video editing, I've noticed, too. Like, that's their edit. That's what they work. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Like, Especially with writing, too. Like, writing yeah. blogs and stuff like that. Fuck like, yeah, bro. Like, I mean, like, in me writing, man, I've never, you know, I, I didn't you know, go to school like that, or I didn't do this, or whatever, like, I, I'm just picking up writing, because I, I like to do it, and, like, it it gets interesting, because I have a lot of fucking good, you know, creative friends who are amazing, like, you know, at writing, like Anna, who's on my site, or like Neek, or I have friends who do poetry, or this and that, and it's like, you see, I'm like, man, shit, I I could, let me try this. Bro, like, you know, actually, what you just reminded me of, you know, what the biggest, like, I actually, I actually do like writing, because I, like I said, I guess it's the creative side, but I, I just was never grammatically, that word. Grammatically? I think yeah, it was. correct. Yeah. Or like, you know, I, yeah. I'd have like run on sentences, stuff like that. I just mm-hmm. wasn't good at it. And so I just had to relearn that. And the scariest shit ever was peer-to-peer reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, cause like, like I said, I wasn't good enough to judge my own shit, yeah. let alone let judge somebody else. <laughs> so I'm over here pretty much leaving yeah. people to F's like, yeah, bro, it look good to me. Hey, shit, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. That's like better than mine, yeah. so I don't know. I'll say, I would just look at it, I'll be like, yeah. And, and then so I would mark a couple things. Mm-hmm. Just like, that's why I was always <laughs> so scared to write and like judge other people's work. Cause then it's like, I can express myself, but I don't know if it's really going to be interpreted that way. See, that's why I try to be so overly detailed with, like, how I talk and things like that, just so you understand where I'm coming from. But, I, I don't know, writing is a different breed. I, I respect writers out there. Nah, man, shout out to the writers. I think, I think if there's any, like, man, major, like, thing from it, it's like, what? Finding your style is always tough. I feel like I'm still trying to find my shit, mm-hmm. man. But it's, once you still, I think it's, trying to find your own style is diving into yourself a little bit more it's like man what who am i like what do i really like what what really because we watch so much content that we end up getting a little bit you know influence it's like we're influenced so it's sometimes i try to do it too like i think like when i'm writing ideas for like new things that i want to try or this and that it's like okay what what would you like to watch like what what if i'm thinking about who you know what I want to do or like what I want to do for the day creatively it's like okay what what kind of podcast like what interview would you like to listen to today or like what video would you like to watch there like you know shit like that and then I try to find a little bit more to myself is um you know who are you at this moment like what are you trying to get into what are you trying to do and it's definitely a challenge. I mean, shit, I feel like it's still working towards shit every day, you know? Because honestly, sometimes I feel like I got to stop watching them to a T. Yeah. Because, like, I'll fucking say that, like, 
catchphrases and mannerisms, and I'm like, oh shit. You ever see a, I don't know who, what artist, but, or honestly, artists in general, there's a lot of artists that are like, uh, you know, I don't listen to so-and-so, like, or I don't listen to music when I'm creating my album, or mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, when I'm in the studio, like, because a lot of interviewers are like, who do you listen to these days, like, your rappers or shit, and they're just like, I don't listen to anybody, because I'm, like, focusing, I was focusing on this album, it's like, because they usually say, like, either their friends, or yeah. they say, like, the top up echelon, so it's like, well, maybe I have to do the same, mm-hmm. like, maybe, like, okay, you, the day that you want to, like, really work on a video, it's like, okay, I'm not gonna turn on the TV today, I'm just focusing on me and my content that I'm trying, and then you, obviously, you could go back and, like, watch everything, but it's, like, that particular hour, day, whatever, like, that's what I'm working on. Because then that's, like, one thing that I, like, I kind of realized for a while, but I didn't stick to it, is, like, I realized that I was, like, oh, to be a YouTuber, I got to stop fucking watching YouTube. <laughs> YouTubers right. are not watching other YouTubers. YouTubers are mainly working on the content because how long it takes and how you got to plan it out and be careful. And, like, like, I tried to, like, even with podcasts, like, I try to listen to other podcasts, like, especially we have a guest and it was, like, so, like, I try to listen to some of the stuff that you had and, like, research and stuff like that. But then that's why I was asking people because I was, like, I don't want to come off. I want to come off as, like, my questions are genuine because mm-hmm. I hate to have the same person on asking the same questions and they don't feel like they're on because they're on. They're on because of who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to be on because, like, we don't make it about you. Mm-hmm. But if they listen, like, if they if we have a guest... Like, I'm trying to sound different on this podcast than I would my own. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I'm trying to go with. Like, that's my exactly. saying for a no, podcast. I feel it. It's like, yo, every... And I've tried, too, is, like, man, every... Everything that I've been on in this, like, the run that I tried to do... Because mm-hmm. your guys was, like, the fourth one I did in about, like, eight, seven weeks around there. Like, I tried to hop on, like, a few or whatever. Because, one, I just... It goes back to building the community and trying to get people on. Because this is literally what I did now. It's like, I still have to get Shatai on. But, like, getting people on and just speaking and shit. But, like, I wanted to talk about different things or this and that. And, like, it was fun, like, you know, to talk about different shit. But it's... I don't know. It's just trying to find the genuine you, which I think we are every single day. We're trying to find out who we are and what we are about and what we are. And that changes, too, with growth. Like, well, all, and then also, like, motherfuckers are not going to listen to eight hours of you saying the same shit yeah. and talking about the same thing. And then, like, back to that point about, like, the serial killer that plays video games. Yeah. Like, motherfuckers gonna show you who they are. Yeah. Like, I don't care. I mean, there's a lot of good actors out here that could fake it for a while, but uh, they're they gonna show fake you... fake it for so long. They can, they're gonna show you yeah. a sign of who someone is. And it's like, at least with me, the vibe I get from you is like you're a good dude, and like that, like I I believe it. Like everything that someone else said, and like no one said anything bad, and like that's how I try to care myself. Yeah. And then everybody was always like, like oh, be her introvert. It's just like I don't. At this age, I'm not gonna fake it if I don't yeah. want to eat it. Like if I want to go out and have a good time, I will. But if I want to take my black ass home and not yeah, bother anyone by the world, I, I want to do that too. Hey, people probably don't know, but I'm pretty introvert. Like I'm pretty. I'll go out. And I'll be with my group, but and everything. But for the most part, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty like, I'd rather have friends over to my crib than like go out. Oh, that's such a different vibe, bro. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. going out to bars is, and even bars, like I can't. I gotta go to the dive bar. I can't go to, like, a bunch of like, uh, Anna and everybody and Tyler and like everybody like they after the move they showed me Black Sheep 
and I'd never been to Black Street before, and it's like, okay, that's a dope bar, or like some of these other smaller spots that you can go to, but you can't catch me on court. You'll probably never see me on court again. <laughs> like, I mean, I might go, but like, even but like, then, okay, I guess Annie's is on court. I like Annie's. But. I see. I I don't usually go to Annie's like that, but like I have a homeboy that I had on the podcast. He works at like Pints. So I'll see him if I go downtown and none of that. I'll be like, all right, where y'all going? And then I'll probably stay in two to three spots. I don't like hopping around bars like that and stuff like that. And also it's because, like, I uh, like I am wild. Like, I'm not Tyler Wild, but I, I think I just have this, like, protective, like, dad mode. Because I'm too observant. Like, I'm mm-hmm. like, so you'll see, oh, that's a big-ass crowd over there. Yep. That's a big-ass crowd over there. Oh, they just merged? Oh, yeah, somebody about to fight. And I like I'll fuck up my night because I can't yeah. like get back. I've also seen a lot of like you know what I mean. So it's like that's where I'm at now. Is like I saw so much shit grow. You know what I mean? Like at parties or this and that. Like mm-hmm. I, you know, I got some crazy stories. You know, I can tell. Mm-hmm. But it's like now when I go to places, yeah, I'm like, all right, that could happen. Because I definitely went like because like I said, I went to Iowa. So Iowa was yeah. in Council Bluffs. That's right next to Omaha. I yeah. definitely been in some clubs in Omaha where yeah. they got shot up <laughs> or they was about to shoot and we all get the trunk and yeah. stuff like that. And then maybe subconsciously, because I, I guess that's the only thing I didn't hit on this podcast was something deep and like emotional to make people feel bad. I don't know if they're gonna listen to this part since it's so long, it. but like I think my cousin got drugged at a party, and like that's how she kind of died too. So maybe subconsciously mm-hmm. I'm like, because I've never really been a big drinker yeah. or like like weed and stuff like that. I think I do it if it's legal here, but that's why I was like, yeah, nah, it's not, it's not for me. Because I also like. Haha, <laughs> Davis. And like, yeah. where he's like, big fella, you know how to drink? Yeah. Every fucking time. I feel that way. I feel sick. I feel shitty. Want to throw up and all types of shit. I'm just like, every time, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not a fucking drinker. It's like, you know that, right? Like, so you know where you're at, and it's like, that's that's what it is. For me, I didn't drink for four years, and I just recently, like, started, like, and I don't mean, I'm, I'm a beer. Like, you very, like, you'll catch me doing, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, if, if I if I get around a certain crowd, like you might you might catch me doing some like heading shots or this or that. You know what I mean? But generally, I'm more like like right now in my fridge, I got like beer and wine. Like that's where I'm at, and it's it's more to the point of like I think if you get around people that won't force you to do things, and you know what I mean, they just enjoy your company, not like you have to be drunk to be in their crowd or like whatever. That's dope, and like I don't think people realize how annoying that is either. Like, I don't, I don't understand why people, because, like, I'll tell people, like, you're not drinking? Nah, I'm chilling. Bro, drink, bro, why not? I was just like, oh, no, I'm chilling, I, I Yeah, no, I completely understand that, because, like, for the, yeah, like, I didn't do that shit. It was, like, you'd go, the, the the three responses I ever got was, like, one, you'd have the people that don't understand, which would be amazing. But then you have people. Very like, really. Yeah. But then you have people, like, man, stop being a bitch. Straight fuck you get that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or. Oh, good for you. Like, oh, this or that. Or, like, ask for your life story of why you're not sure. You know what I mean? It's like, but most of the time, it's like, man, stop being a bitch. Take this uh, shot. Like, but then that's what, like, <laughs> I swear, it'd be like a pie, not a pie chart, and like, why are you not drinking? Yeah. And then I have all those slides, and then always reverse to stop being a bitch. Drink. Yeah. Because then as soon as you tell your life story, you're like, oh, so you just not drinking because you don't want to? Yeah. yeah. Man, stop being a bitch. <laughs> and then another thing is, like, also, like, if you tell them, like, you don't smoke like that, and mm-hmm. they're like, oh, what, you an arc or something? I'm like, no, nigga, I'm just, I'm chilling, bro. <laughs> like, I yeah. can chill at the party and have a good time yeah. and not be under the influence. Uh, I get why sometimes you want to be under the influence because maybe more relaxed, maybe more silly, stuff like that. And then, actually, 
I damn, I keep referencing TikTok. TikTok need to pay me, but I saw one today, and like the guy said that the reason why some people are like feel like they're better on a drug or uh, hallucinogenic is because you get a different perspective. Mm. You're not your normal state of mind. Mm -hmm. So like why like when you open and close your eyes, that's all you see, that's mm -hmm. all you vision. But like when you're tripping balls or something yeah. like that, you might see different things and you might see it from different angles. So like maybe that's why people feel the need to be on these things and it's just like like now I, I cut back because I was starting to get a gut because I kept eating out a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason I cut back. And I, I love that control that I have over alcohol and like weed and like I can cut back whenever I want and just go it's back. It's not to like it. a need for you. Like, and I'm, yeah, I'm the same way. It's like I know that I can, if I wanted to, like I know I could just stop tomorrow and stop drinking again. Mm -hmm. And like that's a good feeling to have because it's like I, I had the control for over four years to not drink or smoke. I didn't do either. And it's like I have the opportunity to do whatever the fuck I want with my life and my body and like mm -hmm. you know, all that shit. And so it's a good feeling to do that but it is like people gotta understand that like you don't have to drink to be like cool <laughs> sound like a fucking PSA announcement <laughs> drink is bad drink is bad stay in school <laughs> but oh it's, it's the fucking truth though. Like, it really is you don't have to you know you don't have to do, you don't have to do that shit like you don't have to do this do this you can still fucking go attend a party and not feel like an outcast because you know what I mean like I've done it. You know, and a lot of people are addicted to that shit. They yeah. don't even realize that shit. That's the only thing. Because I'm like, no, you're addicted. Like, you can't get addicted to this. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Kind of fucking addicted. If you wake up, go to sleep, you know, this and that. Like, nah, there's... You can get addicted to anything, man. You can get... I, I will say, like, my worst habit in the world is drinking pop. Like, I, my, my body is addicted to that sugar. I need to find substitutes. You have, like, 12 packs in the fridge and shit? Yeah. See, I don't. Like, I'm more... I'm water, man. Which... I'm like I built myself to that, but mostly yeah. Like I I do the water, milk, but now I switch to almond milk. But now like I have uh, milk in the fridge right now because I was like baking and shit. But I think my addiction is probably fast food. I mean, going shout out to all my big dudes out there. But, but you know, see, like that's the thing too is like my parents always drink a lot of pop, so then that's mm -hmm. what I had in the refrigerator. But like Coke, at least Pepsi, what is it? It's Pepsi. Always. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. But like, what's crazy too is like. I drink the same amount of water, so like it'll, you'll see me and you'll see a lot of pop. You're like, damn, bro, you drink a lot of pop. I drink that much in water too. Yeah. It's not like, I, it's, like it's one of the others, but it's the terrible habit that I have. Like I probably have clear skin, be healthy as fuck if I never drink a pop. But I just, I just got addicted to it. I need to, I need to break that habit. Hey. But it's, it's hard because it's like when I want to break a habit, I try to go cold turkey, like mm -hmm. not even see it, not even acknowledge it. But then you'll get the headaches and stuff like that, too. So it's like you have to gradually do it. And then when I start, start gradually doing it, it's like, oh, I can take a Pepsi. And I start yeah. to keep going it's back to It's just finding the alternative, bro. Like, yeah. some tea with caffeine. Like, you know what I mean? Like, dude. I started to drink tea. And yeah. then that shit had more sugar than this. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, fuck. I was just going back to <laughs> That's exactly what happened, bro. It was a, fuck. I think it was a tea leaf. Yeah. Or leaf, whatever. And it had the peach joint, and yeah. somebody at my work had it. I was like, "Ooh, this is good." I was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> you take a, You turn the shit. You're like, "Wait, fifty grams of fucking sugar?" Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> I was just like, "God it's damn!" Bad. I was like, "Man," I was like, "I can't break this habit." Well, it's bad, man. I think, uh, yeah, I got some habits I want to break, man. Like, I think uh, definitely not even fast food and shit. More than because of money, mm -hmm. too, just because of like you know weight and shit and figuring that out. But I. Uh, 
Shit, I mean, I've lost, man. Like, I used to be, like, I, I think I lost about 20 pounds over the past about a year and a half. That's really good. Around there. So I'm trying to, like, keep on working on it. But for me, I just need to, like, my habit that I want to change is the gym. Yeah. I feel like, I lost weight without going to the gym. I really, so imagine what happens when yeah, you go exactly. to the gym. exactly. So you ever think about that? It's mm-hmm. like, when I wasn't drinking for four years, I was like, I still felt unhealthy. I was like, man, imagine if I fucking, it's the same thing with pop. It's like, bro, if I stop drinking, you know what I mean? Like, imagine if I was at the gym and I didn't drink or I didn't smoke. Like, how healthy would you be? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's it's the hows and the ifs, but you got to figure out the do's and the, you know, all that shit. There, um, if you, I guess if you try a carnivore diet where it's like all meat, you lose a stream amount of weight. And now you gotta make sure you can do it as your body is like. See, but don't you have to like work at the, like work pretty heavy, like workload on the, working out at the same time? I mean, I, I think as long as you're just working out. But like, I always look at that like keto, right? And it's like, that's like what high carb diet in it? Or? I think so. I, keto is the one I don't really know about. I think it's like, it's a, I think keto also has to do with your timing too. And then also, I think uh, fasting, intermediate fasting. So it's like, because a lot of people eat when they're hungry mm-hmm. versus actually eating when they're supposed to and stuff like that. And, and that's another thing. Because, like, I remember, um, like, freshman before I went into my freshman year, I was, like, 175 at uh, Iowa Western. So once I started, uh, like, eating breakfast, because we started working out in the morning. So we work in the morning in springtime, so it's cold, it's winter. And obviously mm-hmm. it's Iowa, so you're not going to go outside and run around and all this stuff. So, like, we would work out early eat breakfast, eat three times a day, mm-hmm. just eating three times a day and then eating snacks on top of that. I wasn't full, so any time that I ate, it just benefited and went into muscle. Mm-hmm. So I gained like 15 pounds off of that alone. Yeah. So like, because uh, a lot of people think, sure, you want to decline your calories because like you want to obviously burn, burn more calories than you're eating, but you have to eat. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people think, oh, I'm just going to eat less. And then, no, 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 no. Like you still have to eat. Like you still have to eat three meals. Just eat lighter meals so that way you're not. Put good shit into your mind. Mm-hmm. Too. And that's where, like, yeah, it's. See, for me, I like to cook. Like, you know, when I can and do, like, I actually like to cook. Like I just made salmon Sunday. Like I just, you know, try to cook or whatever. Yeah, like, a name for it too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I try to do it. So uh, if I can like cook and like get healthy shit like I try but my thing is like I'll it's the same thing like I'll go and do 100% full force like chicken fucking only rice like that's it and then you get tired of it mm-hmm. and then I live like a corner away from Bebop's and I'm like man I'm gonna live with the barbecue sauce kind of stuff bacon on that motherfucker no pickle yeah I don't fuck with pickles I don't fuck with pickles it can't really I don't know I mean it's it's the one I think it's with any habit smoking you know weed cigarettes drinking it's like you can't change it unless you want to change it mm-hmm. I think it's just also just finding that alternative yeah. like once your body gets addicted to something you gotta find something to replace it and I guess honestly like I wanna learn to cook but cause honestly all I want is a rice cooker an air fryer and a blender like my I tell like you how you say I, you wanna be a minimal, minimalist yeah like my apartment might be bougie, but my pans are literally gonna be like that rice cooker, yeah. that air fryer, and then I mean, that blender, do, and paper can, plates. Yeah. I have paper plates in them, motherfucker. You can do wonders with it, man. Because I, I just want to do like chicken and rice, steak and rice. Because I love me some rice. I'll I'll tear up some rice. The hardest part with like cooking that I think I'm a fear is like the seasoning. Yeah. 
That shit's gonna be probably trial and error. Like, honestly, like, my parents have good seasoning, yeah. but... It, you figure it out. Like, honestly, you just buy, like, I, I can show you what, like, the you just get these certain amount of things, and then, yeah, it really is kind of trial and error. You just put shit together and see what happens and stuff, but, like, like for me, I made this, I only know how I stumbled upon it, but I just grabbed it. Like, for me, like, I'll see something on, like, Pinterest or shit. I'm a Pinterest user. Okay. I respect I like it. it. You know, it goes back. The, hey, the guy who invented Pinterest from more. No shit. Yeah. Went to Wartburg College or whatever it's called. Wow. Yeah. I, I learned that through a CW. Oh, program. that was Reddit, the one that knocked up Serena Williams, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. I was also like, I was like, you knocked up Serena Williams? <laughs> I was like, no, that was the Reddit guy. Nah, okay. this guy's like... <laughs> but, yeah, so... When I found, like, I'll find a recipe, and I'll see it, I'm like, okay, that kind of looks good. Let me take, like, two things from it, and then put my shit towards it. Mm. Right? And so, I make this curry chicken, where, like, I do, like, curry powder, and, like, soy sauce, and a few other things. And, like, when I tried it, I was like, okay, it's good, but what else can I do to it? And you add another thing, it's like, okay, it's good, but what else can you do to it? And I don't know, I just really, I think cooking is, like, a very, like, um, I think it's another art or creative thing that you can do, but on top of that, it's a very stress release time for me. Even though it's very quick, what you're trying to do, like if I'm. There's also like a delicacy too. Yeah. Like something, I, it just hits different when you cook. You get the playlist going. My playlist for cooking is Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. <laughs> uh, what the fuck? I got it. Like I got the most random shit on my cooking playlist. Uh, I have. Oh, where is it? I have. Charlie, last name Wilson, lovely day, by Bill Withers, uh, uh, Lucini, aka This Is It, by Camp Low. Oh, you're actually saying the playlist? Okay. I just got a few few names. Uh, some Lauren Hill. I don't know. I don't know why. I got Return of the Mac on there. Yeah, that's a great song. I feel like this is when you're cooking. You just want to like, you know, feel good. That's like a cooking slash cleaning playlist. Yeah, it could be both. Although I have real love by Mary J. Why? I don't know. Would I have it on there? The way you move by Outcast. That's classic. A lot of classic songs. I don't know. I it's nostalgic. And you want to feel upbeat and shit. And that's what gets me happy. A lot of times is. Well, I was gonna say maybe it reminds you of like a Saturday or something. Or like maybe when your yeah. mom's cooking, but you yeah. said you didn't grow up with like hip hop and R&B. So I don't know. I don't know. It's there though. It's there. But yeah. So I mean, I think just putting some good music on cooking and then cooking for people too. Like, I like bringing people over and, like, saying, like, hey, like, try this. Like, you know, let me know what you think of it. You know what's scary, too, is, like, my mom and my grandma and my grandpa are good cooks. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of scared to try, like, my, I don't have a girlfriend, but, like, when I do, I'm kind of yeah. scared to try her cook because, yep. like, this sucks. Yep. I'm not going to want to eat. <laughs> I'm going to want to eat out. Is that a deal breaker? <laughs> not a deal breaker, but I think you really <laughs> it's going to make need... dinner awkward. <laughs> I think you really just need a strong, like fucking starting five lineup for food to cook like you just need five dishes that you can perfect and know that it's under your arsenal and like you can just go to it and honestly you'd be good like see i don't want to delay the podcast like any longer but now i gotta think about it see you put that's a great time. like for me like i have will be your five that curry chicken okay Spaghetti meatballs. I make meatballs from scratch. Okay, hold on. I might, I might try that. that. It's a um, mac and cheese. Uh, okay. I gotta bake it. I don't know if some people are, they do different or whatever, but everyone has different ways of how they like it. But um, what else? I'm trying to think. 
pretty good at cooking salmon. I mean, like, you know, like some seafood or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I feel like I'm missing, like, a major one that I can't think of off the top, but I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty good at cooking Italian food and... Love me some pasta. Pasta is... Manicotti. I learned how to make that. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Like, the stuff... They're like the long ass noodles and you stuff them with cheese and you put like uh, sauce on top and a bunch of other shit. It's, it's hmm. I don't know if I had that. I would say, man, I think mine would probably be all meat. Like I would say steak, chicken. I can make ribs. Uh, probably mac and cheese and some sort of pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess my, mine would be kind of basic. I would have to like a, but I also like I like spinach and things of that nature too. Like I want to learn how to make more smoothies and like wheatgrass shots, all that stuff. Yeah, because I I always want a smoothie, but then I never drive to go get it. And it's like I want to just I have a blender too. I have frozen fruit in the fucking freezer right now, but See, I never. Go. It's just in there. And what's crazy too is like a fruit that I fuck with that I would never eat like regular, mm-hmm. but frozen blueberries. Yeah, love me some same frozen, way frozen blueberries. Because I don't know the. I don't know if it's a consistency or just something about blueberries fresh that I can't just be like, ooh, like blueberries. Let me let me grab that. Strawberries, yes. I'm a big strawberry. Mangoes, any sort of like... See, I'm weird. Like, I like uh, strawberries, only with chocolate. I don't know. Oh, shit. I, just, I don't like regular strawberries. I guess it's because I never ate it when I was growing up, but then when like I had chocolate strawberries, I was like, damn, I should You know what used to smack is the uh, school lunch with the little strawberry. It was like a strawberry with the syrup kind of thing in it. I don't know if you ever had that, but... Was it for pancakes or something, or...? No, it was, like, strawberry in, like, a gel or syrup kind of thing. It was, like, a side that you'd get mm. with, like, your meal. It was, like... It was good. These strawberries or whatever. I've always been into berries or, like, strawberries, like, everything. Milk, uh, smoothies, all that shit. But I... Yeah, it's just learning more, like... Overall, I'm trying to learn how to cook healthier. That's right. the thing. Because, like, growing up, health was not, like, the... <laughs> you know what I mean? It was protein, this and this. What are we gonna cook? You know, like it was all fat shit. So or it's like, like what we could fry. And yeah, nature. Yeah. Now, I remember one time we we did that one night. I think I was at my mom's. We had like a big box of like fried shit. And it was like, what can we fry tonight? We tried, <laughs> we tried. We did the chicken, but then we were like, okay, for dessert, what can we do? And like we got like Snickers bars and like a bunch of other shit, and tried to do all the fair foods and stuff. It, like, you know, real tip for you guys, if you get pancake mix and an oil, you can make fried Oreos at home. I think, see, it's funny, too, because this is, like, when I stopped going to the fair, because I started, I started uh, fucking cooking, like, or I started only going to the fair for the fat shit, so, like, mm-hmm. the turkey leg yep. and the fucking fried Oreos. I was like, you know what? I need to stop going to the fair. <laughs> That's when I was like, yeah, I'm done with the fair. Yeah, man. Well, shit. To uh, kind of wrap things up, because I think the laptop's about to die. Uh, I'm trying to think, man. I think we covered about everything I, I wanted we did to talk too, about. Like... I mean, I will say, hey, we beat it. Okay, that's all. That's all. We're, we're at, work, we're at three twenty-five right now, so Jesus we almost, yeah, Christ. bro. We put it. You know. I hey, hope it sounds good. Hopefully, I, I didn't talk to you much. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it, man. Hey, thank you so much for ever coming on the podcast. Um, I knew I wanted to talk with you and. Uh, it's been dope to to talk and get to know you, man, over the, the past couple weeks and shit. And, you know, here's to the future, bro. And 
appreciate you just for having me. Yeah. Uh, shout out to that boy Mike. Happy birthday! Yeah. I don't even know if it's gonna be his birthday by the time this shit. Hey man, it's his birthday, right? Um, hey man, happy birthday to Mike, man. Uh, go ahead, plug every single thing that you got going on, or that you wanna, you know, let people be in tune with. Hopefully, I didn't sound too nasally. I end up waking up with a cold, but you know what I'm saying. We hit that Vix. We hit that. Uh, uh, halls, cough drops, and all that shit. So hopefully that didn't sound too bad. And I've been keeping my distance. I ain't trying to get my voice sick. But you can follow me on YouTube at BeHerd, B-E-H-E-A-R-D. You can follow me over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash PrinceBeHerd2. Uh, that's just a one B. And really, just follow, you'll find me on social medias everywhere like that. I think uh, Phoenix does an amazing job. The fact that he has a Rise Again account, which I don't have a TBH account, which... Um, I, I do too much already, so I don't think I'm going to do that. But, <laughs> you know, the fact that he posts everywhere, you'll be able to see my accounts from Instagram, Twitter, and all that stuff. And I'll be sure to retweet it. And I think all that stuff I can. Only fortune is I think it's going to be Sunday that you're mm-hmm. probably going to upload this. So, like, I'll be at work. So I might seem like an asshole for not, like, sharing all this nah, stuff. Nah, fine. Also, just make sure you use a good picture of me. You had a good picture of Tyler. I don't really have a lot of pictures, so I don't know what you're going to pick from. But just just pick a good one. That's yeah. all I ask. You're going to put my face everywhere. But, nah, thanks for having me. I'm glad I got on. Hey, bro. Appreciate you. Appreciate you, my guy. Hey, just want to say shout out to Be Heard for coming on. I definitely appreciate him, man. Um, and thank you guys for tuning in and listening to this almost three and a half hour podcast. Hopefully, um, you guys were able to sit down and listen to it all the way through, maybe in little pieces. Maybe you're on a road trip right now and you're listening to this episode. No matter where you're listening or what you're doing, thank you guys so much, man, for support. Um, and just one big takeaway I have from this episode is just love what you do. Um, anything that you're doing, and I stated uh, you know, a bunch of different episodes, but uh, when I talk with Be Heard and seeing how much work and the work and care and the drive he has to make this podcast or his podcast better, I should say, um, and then on top of that, everything else he's doing, and man, it was just fun talking about video games. You know, I don't get to talk about it <laughs> that much anymore, so it was dope to go down some memory lanes there and everything and talk about different systems and all that, um, but overall... I think it's just all about the work that you put in. Uh, whatever work you put in is the the results are gonna come out. You know, if you're not putting in that much work, then you're not gonna see you know bigger things happen for you. You're not gonna see different things. Um, now, some of it is luck, but you also have to put you know that work in. And if you're ready for it, uh, you know people always say right place, right time. And if you're ready for it and you're working, then it's gonna be ready. So just really go after that, man, and uh, continue to work. And guys, go check out the TBH podcast, the Tyler Bryan Hour podcast. It's available everywhere. Um, I think they just got on the Anchor app, so that's distributing everything for them. And uh, just go support them and uh, go cop the merch, go cop anything that they got going on. Um, follow, uh, be heard. You know, of course, uh, you're going to see his Instagram and everything when I promote it um, today or tomorrow and everything. But guys, man, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. You guys can follow me on Instagram at Phoenix. That's the personal page. You can follow anything Rise Again Media related on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Rise Again Create. Guys, the pre-order for my spring collection is available right now. Go check it out, riseagaincreate.com. I have six different colors of shirts for uh, the Lotus Flower uh, shirt that I that we have. Uh, what else do I got? We got shorts, we got socks, we got a tote bag. Um, anything from this collection, man, and uh, I'm really excited. This one really means a lot to me. So uh, if you guys want to go check it out, it's on riseagaincrate.com. Thank you for 
everybody who's supported, you know, both before, right now, and in the future. Um, I just dropped on Friday, like I said, and so it's been really cool to see everyone just show love and share and everything. So thank you to you guys. You guys, man, it, you guys drive me um, and make me want to, you know, just keep on continuing to work and really... I enjoy what I'm doing. I'm having so much fun doing this, whether it's a podcast creating in general. Um, so th just thank you guys so much. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much. I'm going to say it one more time. And I'm actually, I'm going to keep on talking a little bit because I'm trying to get it to three and a half hours and this is where we're going to cut it. So all right, you guys, peace. <laughs>